Hello and welcome to the Beastcast, episode 5. We're already three episodes so far of the new Beastcast, the reformed, better version of the Beastcast. I honestly thought we were only going to do one episode, I'm not even kidding, but this is great that we keep doing episodes. I'm very happy with the results that we've done so far. Uh, our topics this week are on Hollywood versus video games. As always, I'm with Raven Bones. Yo. And we got some pretty interesting stuff to talk about today. Um, we've been focusing a lot on Hollywood, and we still are. However, video games uh, is one of our biggest passions, and we really want to talk about Hollywoods versus video games, why video games work better than movies sometimes, and vice versa. Although, vice versa, it's not as much as the other way around, but it still happens every once in a while. So, Raven, I know you wanted to talk about... Um, what was it, the Lord of the Rings games? Or what did, what did you want to start with, I should say, exactly on this topic? Well, let's start with um, how games can be different than, sh than movies and shows, and sometimes even better because of the way that the interactive story can bring about more than a normal just sit down and watch something type of setting. So the first one would obviously be the differences in... Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War, and the Rings of Power, because this is a, a frequently brought up thing to me anytime I try to talk about why the Rings of Power sucks. Oh, okay, so I, I, one of the things that I have about this topic is, for me, I've kind of grown, I wouldn't say grown out of video games, but it, it, we're going to talk about this later too, about modern video games just simply kind of suck. Um, I've heard this from a I lot agree. of people. A lot of people have said this, and I, and I kind of agree with it. See, the thing about modern movies is you can get away, you know, with, with, a, with a few good modern movies here or there. Like, each year, you know, there's always, like, five or six, seven, eight, sometimes even ten good movies each year because so many of them come out. But video games, they take, like, ten times – no, nah, I wouldn't say ten times. About double the amount of time normally and double the amount of teams, although with VFX artists not anymore, but – it takes so much more manpower and so much more time that you get less games. Now, of course, we did get some pretty good gems this year. Like, we did get uh, Forbidden West. We did get Elden Ring. We did we did get a few good games this year. But most of the games this year have been quite awful. And compared to the movies that we've gotten, I would say we've definitely this year gotten way better movies than we have video games. I uh, agree. I, I think in the past, and, and it's not just like a COVID, everybody's getting lazy bullshit. I don't want to hear that excuse because this was happening beforehand. The video game industry has sort of, for me, kind of dwindled. I mean, maybe it's just because I've grown, like, older than when I was a stupid little kid. But I still don't, like, even if I go back to those old games, I still feel like they just made more, like, better and higher quality. Yet they're using worse engines and worse software and worse, like, you know, hardware most of the time, too. So it just baffles me how we can yeah. make a game so much worse nowadays and uh in the past so this kind of goes into our topic about hollywood versus video games and this is one of our first big things is the amount of time it takes to make each of these so for me for for me uh i i like i i don't care if a video game studio takes a long time to make a video game uh it's only when the video game comes out that i judge it i'm not going to judge it beforehand on most of the time on the trailers and stuff that they produce because sometimes they can be very misleading, uh, for better or for worse. But, for example, my, my favorite example of this is the Horizon series. 
the Horizon games take about they, they there's a there's been about six years in between both of the games, and was it worth the wait? Yes, it was. It was totally worth the wait. The games were phenomenal. Both of them were. Uh, I know you haven't played the new one, but you did play the old Horizon, the Horizon. Yeah, Zero Dawn. I did play Zero Dawn. Uh, did you by any chance a hundred percent that game? Uh, no, not yet, but I plan to. I I've hundred I hundred percented it on my PlayStation Four. Um, that game does not hold up on the PS Four. Holds up on PC really well. For me, I I think it works better on a controller, like the control scheme, but. It works really good on PC. I think the game is phenomenal on PC. PC, but I 100% of the game on PC, and then I basically 100% of the game on my PlayStation when it came out. So see, uh, when a game's good, it's good. You just exactly. want to keep playing it. Exactly, and see, one thing about Horizon is that the thing with me was the game was normally I don't like rewatching movies, and I don't like replaying games. Uh, a lot of the time, I feel that. <laughs> A, a, a lot of the time, for me, the uh, movies are the biggest example. Once I watch them once, I don't really want to watch them again. Uh, very rarely, unless the movie is really good, will I watch it more than twice. Um, I can think of only two movies this year that I've watched more than twice. And one of them is, so, like, 20 years old, 22 years old, and the other one is came out this year, so. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't really replay a lot of my video games unless it's a game that just I, I normally give it time to replay it because there are just some games where when you're in them, God, they're just amazing to be in. And that first time experience is, is beyond anything. And I just I absolutely one of them was God of War because oh. it came out on PC. I I probably played through the storyline three times now. Got full Zeus armor, one hundred percented it. God, I love the crap out of it. I think I uploaded a video of me facing my very first Valkyrie while I was drunk as shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, God of War was phenomenal. I and the new one is dropping November. next month. Yeah, so. I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Um, is it only PS5 or are they dropping it on PS4 as well? Uh, I believe PS4 and 5. Okay. So you are you going to play it on launch or are you going to just wait until it comes to PC? I'm going to wait till it comes to PC. You don't have a PS4? No. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, I would I would give you my PS4, but my PS4 is loud as fuck. That's why I got a PS5. PS4 is in age well. Um sadly, the they they were the problem with the PS4 is is they, they were right at that time period where graphics cards started to become the norm and games started focusing on high, really high graphics. And so now the, the the new console, the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, they have they have graphics cards in them. They're actually quite powerful. They're they're on the scale of a RTX card. But um they the PS4 used these what are they? Tigron chips. They're I think AMD if I remember correctly. And they use yeah, like AMD. they use like eight of these chips, um, and and then just said, oh yeah, that's good. That that's gonna that's gonna last the next ten years. And then what ended up happening is, well, it didn't because the game started to get so much more advanced that you can't really run integrated graphics anymore for them. Like, well, the thing is, is their integrated graphics were different than what we know for computers. Their yeah. integrated graphics are like advanced. They're what integrated graphics should be to the normal consumer. Yeah, but 
still, it doesn't hold up compared. You're, it's always just better to have a graphics card. True. Yeah. And the graphics cards in the in the PlayStation Five, there's only one of them, I believe. It's 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 really hard because if I remember correctly, it it uses like a, some sort of weird mixed format where I think it uses like half of the advanced in- integrated graphics style and then it uses a, the GPU. So it's 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 a pretty powerful console. Um, however, it still struggles in a lot of areas. It, it doesn't struggle in load times and it doesn't struggle in graphics. But it freezes a lot. Um, and that's just software issues that always will get fixed over time. But the software it needs to be, is still to this day kind of mediocre. I, I, the, the problem is Sony it fo- based a lot of it off of the PlayStation 4's uh, menu software, which I think they should have just completely, completely built a new uh, UI. I, I do think the UI is different enough that it's good, but I think. The PlayStation 5 definitely needs a complete rework in the software. Kind of like they did with the old PlayStation 4. I just haven't owned a console till... uh, I haven't owned a console since 2002. Jesus, you didn't even own a a 7th gen? Like a PS3 or Xbox 360? Nope. PlayStation 2 and Game Boy Advance SP. Those were my thing. And see... I feel like nowadays you you don't really need a console anymore. I mean, the exclusives are good, but they're everything you get nowadays is kind of the same as you know everything else. They and eventually now Sony's more lenient with putting their games on other consoles other than the Xbox. So yeah, now everything's coming to PC, so there's no reason to have a console anymore. Yeah. Well, they know that the PC market's so massive. They they released um I think their first game they released was Horizon Zero Dawn if I remember correctly. That was the first Sony released Steam yep. game and it sold phenomenally. It sold just as much as it did on the PS4. Uh and this game was 4 years old when it launched on on PC or 3 years old or something like that. So they realized the market was there. And then Spider-Man when when they just released Spider-Man I know the game, I think, has outsold the um, PS4 version. And the PS4 4 version is the most sold uh, video game on the PlayStation 4 for Sony exclusives. It sold like 9 million copies, and I think it has around that many on Steam, if I remember correctly. So, um, yeah, they, they definitely know that market's there. I think they're going to start releasing their games sooner to um, PC. I have a feeling that... Thankfully... The- I have a feeling that the new God of War is going to come out within the next two years instead of five years from now. Um, and same same with for Forbidden West. I feel like Forbidden West, we might actually see it next year, to be honest. Maybe, if they're, if they're feeling it. Uh, what, well, what uh, Gorilla, the people that made Horizon, what they like to do is they, they reworked most of Zero Dawn completely to have more compatibility because it was a ps4 game so they never really made any of those video settings so they went back even though they were mid-development of forbidden or of forbidden west they went back to zero dawn and completely reworked it so it would have all these extra graphic settings for um the game like completely and and to me that just shows you what a good developer can when when the developer cares about their product they they will do that um but then you have these mass media corporations like Activision who just 
they dogpile the same game over and over. Speaking of which, um, have you seen the new Modern Warfare Call of Duty? Yeah, for a moment there, I thought you were gonna ask me if I saw the new Assassin's Creed trailer. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I did not see the new trailer for Call of Duty. No, oh. I even seen the new Assassin's Creed trailer. What's the Assassin's Creed game about? It's um, it's about Basim. <laughs> They've been they. I mean, okay. What was the Assassin's Creed game that came out a couple years ago that was really good? Was that Origins or what was that? There was one that was decently good. I heard. Okay, look, you can't just go a- asking me that question because I have very opinionated opinions about Assassin's Creed being I own every single game in all of their DLCs. Oh. What? So. You think Tolkien, Tolkien fans are bad, okay? I, I step into the room and make them look like kids. So my, my thing for you then is what's your favorite Assassin's Creed game then? My favorite Assassin's Creed game would happen... Would, okay, okay, that's a tough question. My favorite Assassin's Creed game is a tie between Rogue and the second game. Assassin's Creed 2? I, I have... This is, gonna, this is gonna piss you off, but I have never played Assassin's Creed game. An Assassin's Creed game. Um... I have I have never played one. I own Assassin's Creed 4 for the PS3, and that is the only Assassin's Creed game I own. I was going to buy Origins or whatever that Egypt one was, but then my friend played it, and I just watched him play it instead of buying it. <laughs> you probably... Legit, okay, yeah. We, I could go on a rant about that, but I don't want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... One thing, I, that's kind of me with old Call of Duty games. My name literally has COD in it for a reason. I had this kid argue in fucking Smokes. Um, he was streaming, funny enough, uh, two months ago, August. It was early August, like August 10th, I think. Yeah, because I was just coming back from the cities for my golf thing. And, and this motherfucker was, like, arguing with me about the new COD. And I said... Look, I said, I'm not a fan of the new COD. I said, they they literally have, they, they've destroyed, like, the, everybody used to say Call of Duty was copy and pasted. And a lot of it was, but now it's copy and pasted to the point where there's no, like, there's, there's no anything to it. There's no substance. It is completely, like, co- completely copy and pasted. Like, there, there is no longer any game to them anymore. They're just the same game, but they just coat paint over it. The old games, they actually, they had campaigns, they had stories, they, 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 while they were very similar, they did do a little bit of innovation, and they're, they played well, that was the thing, they played well, that's why everybody bought them. But, the new games, they just play like shit, and Activision just knows that people are just gonna buy it, because it's Call of Duty. And then they just hype it up, like, we're not gonna make Call of Duty for two years now! <gasps> no way! Like, oh yeah, my god. Yeah, they're the new Madden. Yeah, like, no fucking way, dude. Are you kidding me? But, no, so this kid was arguing he's a new COD fan, which new COD fans, if you want to talk about Tolkien fans being defensive, God, imagine Tolkien fans, but they don't have a brain or any brain, like, cells at all. Like, they just are stupid. Like, they're completely brain dead. That This is what the new COD fans are. They're, they're like 15-year-olds that sit around and suck their own cocks all day. Got both of their bottom ribs removed. They, um, this kid was arguing with me, and he was like, yeah, 
the the new Modern Warfare 2 looks awesome. And I said, it looks exactly like Modern Warfare from 2019. And he goes, no, uh, and I was like, yeah, it does. It literally looks like the exact same game. And he goes, he goes, oh yeah, like what? I said, well, I saw the menu for it and it is literally the exact same menu copy and pasted with the exact same characters. Other than the character designs being a tad different, they literally is, is completely the exact same UI. And do you know what this motherfucker told me? He goes, well, yeah, that's because it's for nostalgia reasons. They want you to think it's the old modern warfare from 2019. I was like, nostalgia? That game's three years old. Maybe for you, you fucking baby nostalgia. But nostalgia. You can't play the nostalgia card for a game that's not, it wasn't even three years old yet in August. It just turned three years old this month. The game was two years old. And this motherfucker was playing the nostalgia card. I was like, bro, you got, you got to figure something out, man. God, remember they, three years ago when I played that remake of Modern Warfare? Oh my god, yeah, it was such great. Remi- it's a remake of a remake. <laughs> and Modern Warfare, okay, to be fair, the 2019 Modern Warfare was actually good because they can, they actually made a brand new engine. They actually tried, the new Infinity War, or Infinity Ward tried and did make a good new engine. And then Activision dissolved the new Infinity Ward because they wanted to, they had creative differences between Activision. And Activision was like, Oh, no, no, no. We're going to dissolve you like we did fucking Sledgehammer. Except Sledgehammer, um, so I, 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 I want to go on this little rant here. I, I am already ranting, but I was Uh-oh. talking to you earlier about, or earlier in the week about Advanced Warfare and about how Sledgehammer, after the game came out, basically got dissolved and got completely reworked. Like, they hired a whole new people because they quote-unquote... The story is that all of them got up and left is the story. But in reality, we know that Activision completely just fired them, basically, like let them go. And then, of course, you know, Activision, when they hire their own people, make they're like Disney, where whenever they try to do it themselves, they fucking make the worst product of all time. And then we got World War Two, which was dog. And then we got fucking uh, Call of Duty, um, the Vanguard, the new World War Two game that came out this year and that was dog shit too that was bad but yeah so advanced warfare though everybody shits on it but this is a hot take very hot take advanced warfare was not that bad and i will argue this with any old cod person and new cod person because they all think the same that advanced warfare sucked advanced warfare had one of the greatest campaigns of all time and also had the biggest budget for a campaign next to infinity in infinite warfare which was the game that came out two years after that one. And both of them are sci-fi style, but Advanced Warfare follows a more grounded sci-fi, like it's just a dystopian, distant future of Earth. And it, it brings up a lot of really good questions that are now becoming problems in today's society. But back then, everybody was like, oh, that's fucking stupid. That would never make any sense. We aren't going to have automated robots that are going to be basically uh, ruining everything and taking everybody out of jobs. Yeah, and then, of course, Detroit to Become Human comes out and does the exact same storyline, basically. But, oh my god, it's so innovative. It was so special. Oh my god, robot lives matter. <laughs> Dude, it was so... Uh, but yeah, I, I fucking... I defend that game. I mean, the multiplayer was just very mediocre. It did have some bugs, but it, Sledgehammer wasn't like a game development studio. They were just... They were an assistant game development studio, which means they would just help the bigger studios make the games. So they, they, so then Activision basically just dumped this entire thing on them 
and Sledgehammer is basically known for just making story modes rather than making multiplayer. So the story was phenomenal. They even got a bunch of people from Hollywood to work on it and act in it, like Kevin Spacey, people like that. And it was great, but then everybody hated it, quote unquote, because it wasn't it wasn't good. Which pisses me off because that game was it, it, it needs more credit. It wasn't good at the time compared to Black Ops 2 and everything else that we got. However, if you look at it today compared to the new CODs, I would take that five years in a row than I would take these new fucking CODs. They're so bad. Plus, it had Kevin Spacey. The mm-hmm. dude is a beast. He can do a great role. And and you know what? It, it, the whole you can you can get rid of or you can separate the artist from the art or you cannot separate the artist from the art i think you can i think you can separate the artist from the art he might be a fucking psychopath and might be like an actual horrible person irl but that's kind of his thing i mean he he kind of just plays bad guys in most everything he's ever been in like i and he does a good job too like i'm not i'm not going to i'm not going to be like oh, i'm not going to watch a movie with kevin spacey in it because he's kevin spacey no, he's an awesome actor. I mean, he's a horrible person, but he's an awesome actor. So I'm not going to just when stop. When you do good films, you do good films. Exactly. He played in that Iditarod movie, too. Um, you know what the Iditarod is, right? No. The Iditarod is, the Iditarod is basically this, like, two, I think, I think it's a month or two months long journey through the winter where these guys basically have sled dogs and they have to race from somewhere in Alaska to, like, somewhere near minnesota oh yeah. yeah yeah okay and and it's and it's brutal these motherfuckers are out in this cold ass weather like some of the harshest winters of canada for two months and i gotta commend them for that but they're they uh yeah they made a movie about it. And kevin spacey was the guy that funded the the main guy who was writing but no kevin spacey he he doesn't act in anything anymore because i think he's like on the hollywood blacklist or whatever right yeah but sadly he is diddle too many kids yeah but you know i I don't know can you let me ask you this can you separate art from the artist oh yeah one of the biggest examples i have is michael shannon i thought you were about to say michael jackson no michael michael shannon yeah i see me i I can i like I'm, i'm a little more lenient with it like if if i found out like they 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 were mass genocide killing millions of people each fucking couple years you know like they were just horrible 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 people then i'm gonna kind of shy away from it but if they just did like a bad thing here or there then yeah Yeah. i I can separate it same with r kelly bro r kelly made he was he was a groomer but man that guy could sing dude i don't want to hear it he made some catchy ass songs That's a, that's a hot take right there. Art <laughs> Kelly made some good songs, man. I don't. Are you telling me when it, the remix to Ignition comes on, you're not gonna start jamming out? Come on. No, oh, I am. I'm just is this, it's just the way you, you said ignition. it. <laughs> okay, so since we're on the the topic of copy and paste uh, or you know unoriginality, the Rings of Power oh, is yeah. a great example. Now, here's <laughs> why. Okay, when every time I talk about the Rings of Power, because I'm passionate about the Rings of Power and its um, trashiness, and I, I love Tolkien's work, I always get some weird argument from somebody where they'll say something like, oh, 
but I heard you liked Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, and you liked God of War, you know? So I guess you're being a hypocrite when it comes to changing things from the books or the world around it. And I get pissed off when I hear that shit, because for me, I played Mordor and War, okay? And every Tolkien fan who has played the Middle Earth games, the two Middle Earth games, have agreed that, yeah, some of the lore was kind of, you know, butchered, such as making Shelob a shapeshifter rather than a, you know, dark spider from a descendant that devoured the world trees. And, of course, having Sauron be in love with her for a short time. But... They actually liked that because it added more depth to Shelob's um, magic because Shelob has a very, very magically powerful type of um, person. Like, like Shelob the spider is the direct descendant from the spider that devoured the world trees. So the idea that the spider could shapeshift if it wanted to isn't beyond the scope of reality. But it's how they brought it about, and that's what I keep trying to tell people. It's how you bring something about. Shadow of War and Mordor, Mordor and War, what they did is they found that there was a gap in the books. There's The Hobbit and then The Lord of the Rings, but there's no books written about in between. There's always— we always hear period. Yeah, that 60-year period. Why did it take Sauron 60 fucking years to get his— um? power back why Frodo why, needed to be alive dude okay yeah i know see the for, but like in the world of token like everything always makes sense and those 60 years to some even token readers don't make sense sauron at the end of the hobbit was in the appendices i should say because people are going to think i'm referencing the movies okay in the appendices for the hobbit and you can even find in the appendices for the lord of the rings the lord of the rings books actually have most of the appendices there is a bit there that the dull golder scenes from the hobbit movies actually did happen in the story he just never wrote it so so galadriel did banish Sauron from I was going to the... say, because that's what uh, Gandalf went and did in the book. He goes, oh, I got to leave. I got to go take care of something real quick. Uh, yeah. I'll meet you guys. I'll meet you guys there, though. Don't worry. <laughs> and Tolkien didn't include Lord. it. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't include it because it threw off the pacing of the book. But he did write that it happened. So, you know, they go to Dol Golder and they basically banish sauron back to mordor and what's never talked about and what's never wrote about is there were gondorians that were starting to live in mordor mordor was becoming a prosperous type of place it was starting to grow trees and grass and it never talked about what happened to those gondorians when sauron returned now he returns and we get talion a dude who's cursed and somehow has celebrimbor linked to him that was like the biggest thing that people started to wonder how it could be because when an elf dies funny enough they don't have a heaven or a hell they don't actually go anywhere when they die they actually go to a hall of dead spirits and they aren't supposed to be able to come out so the question is how did Celebrimbor come out his spirit you know be able to be withdrawn from it and to be bound Italian well when the games finally decided to come around to explaining it and giving a lot of in-depth things about Celebrimbor, there were a lot of token fans who were like, you know, it kind of breaks the story of Celebrimbor some from the books 
but they actually started to love this iteration of his story because it brought more closure. And I'm like, see, look at this. We took a gap nobody wrote about. We filled in the blanks. Why? Because Talion gets possessed by a ring wraith spirit of Celebimbor. They forge their own ring of power. They stand up against Sauron, and they constantly keep back the legions of orcs before they can start pouring out of Mordor and start screwing with Gondor. That's why Sauron took 60 years. Talion used his own ring of power, which got taken from him in the second game, and he had to wear he a ring wraith ring because they for the first time ever a ring wraith was killed and he got he had to wear that ring because once again a female stole what he had and he he had to become part of sauron's league but he was able to fight against that darkness for as long as he could until he eventually gave in he gave in he wasn't all powerful he eventually gave in and thus he became one of the ring wraiths that chased down frodo that entire series with talion had more originality than than anything that this damn rings of power is doing because at least they tried and that's what every fan agrees on despite all the nitpicking is that they tried and that they begged christopher tolkien to turn that game into a book make it actually fit you know rework some of the past works to make the Celebrimbor story work and then finally we could have a book that talked about how the shadow was held back for 60 years and why Sauron wasn't ready like he was supposed to be at the end of The Hobbit. Yeah, I I always wondered what was in that 60-year gap. So it, I guess that's a really interesting because, I mean, most people like who aren't fans of Tolkien, they'll just be like, well, you just got to wait for Frodo to come alive simply. And it's basically a plot point. But um, I think... I think it is interesting to know what happened in between that like 60 year period of nothingness because surely something was happening in that 60 years, you know? Yeah. And to me, this was a great story. I also find it really weird how uh, the people back then in, or I guess in the Tolkien universe, I guess, cause it te- technically takes place during medieval or not medieval times, but the, the dark ages, quote unquote of earth. Um, it, they, they live for so long. They live so long. Like, they, they live for a really long time. Like, because they, they mentioned Strider in, um, at the, at the end of The Hobbit, in the, in the movie anyways, which, which is kind of odd, because that would mean that there would be a 60-year period between, yeah. and I, and I thought the men probably just, I figured man would just be as normal men, like, they would die of old age like normal men, too. But. Well, they do. Normal men do die normally of normal age. It's Aragorn, Strider, that because uh, he's cursed a, with long life, isn't he? Right? Yeah. He's a he's a Dunedain. They come from Nimrod Dell. They were basically the first race to be blessed by the elves and interbreed with them. Yeah, and and they they're blessed with long life or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, like elves would be. So he kind of gets some of that. Yeah, but I just I just thought it was weird because that that pacing is is kind of I don't know. To me, it was just. It's a long gap. That's a really long time. Long gap, yeah. But, you know, things and stories have to be done. It's just, I ho- I wished that Talion would have been made... Pre- because here's the thing. At the end of Shadow of War, when, you know, you grind all of the battles and then you see the true ending to the game where Talion, you know, spoiler alerts, he dies. Um, 
I actually cried, funny enough, because I had I had watched the, you know, the Hobbit trilogy and then I had watched Lord of the Rings trilogy multiple times. And then they included a scene where Talion eventually gave in to the ring. He's now a ring wraith. He goes after Frodo and then it shows that in the movie because they directly copied a scene from the movie and reanimated it where when the ring is destroyed and you know the tower of Beridur, which is where sauron's eye was explodes that there is the volcano exploding and one of them one of the chunks hits a ring wraith in the sky flying on the dragon okay that dragon you see in the movie or the ring wraith on the dragon is talion oh okay and, and like you don't know that, obviously, because you're watching the movie, but when you play the game and you go through this very sad story of Talion and then you see that ending where, you know, he gave him the guy that nobody knows held back the orcs of Mordor and stood against Sauron stronger than anybody, you know, is now a ring wraith and he's being hit out of the sky in that shit in the movie and that nobody knows it's him. To me, for some reason, I, it made me emotional when I saw that. But the good news is, is that he went to heaven. He went to Valinor. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, one thing that I'm knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable about is the ownership of are the, the distribution rights of the Lord of the Rings series. Now, technically, anything Lord of the Rings, which is really weird. Uh, Warner Brothers has distribution rights of. For example, um, there was a there there are a lot of theaters were actually showing the first two episodes of Rings of Power in the theater, and you could watch them because Warner Brothers was giving out the rights to do that. They also were uh, re-releasing the extended edition of Return of the King to watch in theaters as well uh, around the time of the Rings mm -hmm. of Power's release. So the problem though is that that's scaring me is. Um, th don't worry, this will come back full circle, is Warner Brothers, as we were talking about, is really far in debt. They're really, really, really far in debt, and their company's basically going to be liquidated and or dissolved by May of 2023, unless Black Adam somehow produces a billion dollars and greenlights the rest of the DC universe to make more money. Which, by the way, spoiler alert, I don't think that's happening. Um, so, uh, but anyway, so yeah, so, so they have... Their, their company is going to be gone, and so somebody's going to want this. Somebody's going to want to buy all this. So now my question for you is do you think Amazon – Because okay, so Amazon how, – how did Amazon acquire – because they wanted to make the MMO. Did Amazon technically help produce or greenlight the, the original games? Or, or who – how did Amazon eventually – because they wanted to make that MMO, but how did they eventually get into owning shit? Um – the Tolkien estate and Amazon made a deal with each other because the MMO would be based on the second age. Therefore, it wouldn't have anything to do with um, the third age and the Lord of the Rings, which Warner Brothers has the rights to. So anything that they would have done in the second age would have never needed Warner Brothers help with distribution. Yeah, and see that. OK, so so the the games then the OG games aren't, they aren't produced by Amazon then. Um, what OG games? Like Shadow of War and... Yeah, they're not produced by Amazon. Shadow of War and Mordor are pro produced by Warner Brothers with the studio Monolith. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that makes more sense then. So, but if Warner Brothers is going to be gone, now here's the, here's the biggest question. Do you think Amazon's going to 
scoop them up, or do you think Disney will try and scoop them up? It'll be a fight between both. I know that Disney will probably want it, um, which I hope they don't, but I hope neither of them. I hope that nobody picks Universal up. Universal Pictures. You know, if Universal <laughs> Pictures did it, I would. Funny enough, I would rather have that happen than Disney or Universal. Is as, as shitty of a company as they are, they're they're the best out of like the big four motion picture ones. They also, because um, see, so Amazon and Disney, they don't focus. Sony and War and Universal are kind of in their own little you know section. They're they're more of multimedia. Well. Disney and Amazon are more just well, I guess Amazon's semi multimedia too, but Disney's more of just media, you know. Um, they 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 don't focus on like Sony and Universal focuses a, a lot on music too, like Universal music. Uh, funny enough, uh, I was just reading an article. Um, there's this VTuber you might know her, Mori Calliope. She just signed with Universal Music for like a shitload of money. So, uh, proof that what. That, because she's an artist so so she's she's a vtuber but her she's like a vtuber artist like she makes music so um she signed with universal music which is uh uh like a subsidiary of universal and she yeah she she she's gonna drop a bunch of music for them through them universal music owns like a shitload of people they own like the beatles huey lewis and the news like the the rights to all that shit so they're massive, but Sony. I I almost wonder how how if Sony were to buy it, what Sony would do. Surely they would. Do you think Sony would keep HBO? Because okay, so the only one that I know that's wanting to keep HBO Max alive is Amazon. They want to keep HBO Max alive. That's the biggest thing for them. Is because they think having the two streaming services. Because Prime Video doesn't as big as Prime Video is. It's not really a contender for the big, you know, big companies it, it only has like two percent of the uh, of the market compared to uh netflix having like 25 percent hulu having 20 percent and then hbo having like 15 percent so they want to keep hbo max alive but disney i know would maybe want to merge hbo with the disney plus you know who i think should get the crown of warner brothers hmm. who a24 studios who is that? A24 Studios has been an absolute uh, breath of fresh air in this world of crappy movies. Every you, See, you don't even know who they are. That's why it's sad is because you're always used to watching movies from Universal Studios, Paramount Pictures and stuff. Well, A24 is an independent studio that makes probably one of the best best movies that i've seen throughout most of my last three years anytime i'm like oh dude there's a new horror movie or oh dude there's a new adventure movie oh look there's this new this new movie of whatever the hell i'll turn it on and i'll be like oh damn this looks interesting oh it's an a24 movie they even if it might bankrupt the hell out of them I think that they should be the ones to get Warner Brothers because I know that they could use HBO as a platform to get their movies out there and to to do a lot of they, they couldn't do it. See, this is the biggest problem is they need to be purchased by a company that can get rid of $20 billion of debt instantly, and they wouldn't be able to do that. Because the problem I, is I know, but it Warner, be, Warner, I know, it, it would be great, but... Warner the problem is Warner Brothers has like 
Okay, so Warner Brothers has like $22, 23000000000 billion in debt that just needs to be gone. And the only companies I could see that, that would be able to throw out a bone that big to completely restart Warner Brothers would be Universal, Sony, Amazon, or Disney. I think they're the only ones that would have enough money in the movie-making like, business. No, it shouldn't be them. I know, it sucks. Nah, unless unless just... you got twenty unless you got twenty uh something billion dollars to throw around. Yeah, hold on. Let me call up Elon <laughs> Musk. <laughs> dude, Elon buys Warner Brothers, dude. Oh no, that'd be bad. Dude, that would be hilarious. Watch him buy Warner Brothers and then suddenly be like, Hey, now watch this uh actual adaptation the... <laughs> of Tolkien's work. And then and then he personally directs a new uh like Lord of the Rings series and <laughs> it's just it's just so bad. <laughs> just you like know, the worst you know. thing but everybody's like well whatever yeah modern and, day and, lord yeah. of the rings the fifth age you know i believe somebody yeah it was alex from the angry joe show there was a, a review that literally had just came out maybe like right before we started this where uh, they were reviewing the very last episode of The Rings of Power, and somebody quotes Alex by saying, the rings are the number of zeros they put they wrote to the token estate to piss on it. <laughs> I uh, There's the fourth age, which hasn't had anything in it, but you know that requires creativity to write something that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And then we have the fifth age, which is non-existent, but we make it exist, right? And then now, uh, go ahead. No, imagine. No, continue. I was just saying, imagine. No, so the fifth age, right? And it's modern day. And Gandalf, and Gandalf, completely everything and everything comes back. Like we rewrite the entirety of Lord of the Rings to make a fifth age modern day businessman, right? And it's just the Hobbit, but it's it's modern day. What do you think, modern day Hobbit? They got instead instead of going through the treacherous journey of Middle Earth, they got to go through the treacherous journey of New York City. Well, I was just thinking because you kept talking about you know modern day Hobbit, you would have to live in a hole in the ground, and I could not stop thinking of Detroit. <laughs> I was thinking of New York, and he could just be a sewer rat. <laughs> no, no, because he has to be rich. Um, all right, so rich, rich playboy philanthropist from New York gets meet, meets meets magical wizard but since in today's time nobody can be magical so he doesn't believe him and he just thinks oh yeah you're the guy that sells fireworks where fireworks are legal whatever i've bought fireworks from your company before you know whatever and then and then and then and then he shows him the magic he goes oh yeah watch this and he just completely like i don't know let's just say like he he pulls out a staff and he just like turns some dude into some like random object or something he goes oh my god and then they go on their journey but instead of dwarves, who would we do instead of dwarves? So, I mean, we got midgets. <laughs> no, 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 no. It has to be somebody. <gasps> the Native Americans want to want to reclaim their land. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and, and, and Gandalf and, and the twelve natives. <laughs> <laughs> the south, you know, they could stop the North Dakota pipeline from Canada. <laughs> we must go to North Dakota quickly. That takes them through Detroit or yep. Plan. Yep, and then it also takes them through the literal horrible deserty fucking North Dakota, the shithole that that is. Like, nothing there. 
And then no. um and then Gandalf goes, Oh, hold on, I gotta go take care of some things. So then he goes and makes uh instead of getting Sauron, they have to go and make a business deal or some shit. You know, I feel like they could have written something for the fourth age. I believe the reason why they didn't was because Tolkien believed that once Sauron was defeated, so was evil, and that there didn't really need to be anything more. To me, I kind of disagree. I think think that would be the best time to have more evil come back. Well, not necessarily just evil. It's just he already created dynamics in the world. He... He established rules of his own. So based off of his own rules, the orcs that escaped from Mordor during, you know, Sauron dying there in the Tower of Beridur coming down, because a lot of orcs did escape Mordor. They weren't all defeated once Sauron died. Orcs, in his own words, aren't always completely siding with Sauron. So these orcs that obviously spread out, they're now... You know, probably hunted down by Gondorians or hunters or whoever, but there 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 can be some where they we we could talk about orcs that never like Sauron that have just started their own village, they're not doing evil stuff, they're doing orcish type of things, you know that are you know are trying to live normally kind of like in world of warcraft a little bit you know because that's where world of warcraft got it from token wrote that there there are bands of orcs that side with neither side and basically live their own tribes like they could expand on that they, they, they could they could totally like rise to a massive power and then you know i feel like something that could focus okay so here's the here's my big things with with the Tolkien universe okay is Rings of Power, the one thing that I thought was going to be interesting was, oh, wow, you know, maybe maybe new Lord of the, or Lord of the Rings universe show, at least we're not going to get a fucking Hobbit story. And then, of course, they put a Hobbit story in it because, you know, you just have to because it's just Lord of the Rings. But I think having something not with a Hobbit in it, or at least not the main character in it, would be great. Um, or have a story that follows a Hobbit. I think fourth age do something that isn't just middle earth either i think have kind of i don't know something more broad like what i said how yeah. about like okay because we're talking about video games too okay the dlc for shadow of war desolation of mordor had baronor a herodrim that comes all the way from the sides of the east beyond mordor okay off the freaking borders of the map okay you could have it didn't even matter if it was fourth age or not. You had that entire area over there that took place out of the normal Middle Earth with a culture he never wrote about besides a few details, a culture that was never defined, a history that was never defined, and and an entire background over there where you could have just done whatever the hell you wanted as long as it didn't change the main story for Middle Earth. Like You could have done anything over there were they pro sauron were they anti sauron were they magical do they have big kingdoms what type of creatures live in the deserts of the alrun like you had this entire ability over there did people from lake town or even erebor or even you know dale those that survived did some of them migrate over into the herodrim to start their own type of culture is there type of civil civility shit over there like there's so much that could have been done right there in front of them that would have allowed them to do all the inclusive stuff that they wanted to, and they wasted it. 
See, and so so when you're talking about that yeast, if we're going by kind of how Tolkien wrote everything, that would be more of like uh, Western Asia style then, right? Western Asia, Asian style, yeah. And it can also, you can even make it go southeast. You know, there, there's just a, there's parts over there in the Alruin and the Easterlings of the south. All that stuff could have been, you could have expanded this map and established civilizations that weren't there before in whatever creative way you decided to see fit because there wasn't a defined lore about it, just random details. I think having a really far east, like over in the actual like Japan-China area style, you know, in like a more eastern Asia, I think that would be kind of interesting for that time period. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be after the third age either it could be at almost any age probably i feel like it would be just interesting to see that culture and and how much it differed from the normal universe because you know going by real life culture it is it's a lot different especially during that time period of the world that it kind of semi resembles you know that that dark well, it age wouldn't area. it wouldn't well here's the thing it, it would be hard to cast japanese people for it though because if we go off of Tolkien's work and how the worlds of Middle-earth were created, uh, because the reason why it doesn't go beyond what we see in Middle-earth is because this is like the first four, four, five, seven thousand years of mankind first being on the planet. So if you do that all the way over in Japan, they're still going to look somewhat white. Yeah, so you're going to have... Well, I mean, you could you could just do. I mean, they're gonna look like what anime does. Okay, so let's make a uh, let's make a full anime. Let's not just make a Lord of the Rings like semi anime. Let's just go full, full. That's why I'm hoping the, the war over here works. Yeah. But I I did uh, one thing that was really interesting is there's a, I I just love that idea of of having that culture in something in uh some sort of western style story because so batman right batman's american he's a western style character right but there's a batman uh, like japanese i think it's an yeah, animated movie uh, that fucking it, it was kind of bad but it was kind of fucking interesting it was like batman ninja shit and i mean a lot of batman's fighting style is based off of like ninjas right and using yeah. this the, in the shadows and the darkness but i i thought that was really fucking cool like i thought that was really interesting Dude, I loved that that Batman. Out of everything coming out, man, that anime Batman looked like a pile of diamonds. Also, it's anime Batman, dude. Like that's fucking sick, bro. That's fucking Oh my god. Anime anime of uh, anime adaptations of western uh stories like Star Wars was awesome too. Um Visions. Uh but there was a uh H G Wells that 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 one I sent to you okay so that one I sent to you yesterday the colors of space or what out of space or whatever there's a there's an anime adaptation of that story and it kind of draws it out but it's really fucking sick it's really cool it's it, there's a there's a anime and there's a uh, manga as well the manga came before the anime and then the anime is based off the manga but it was a really there's also an anime or, or sorry manga adaptation of Frankenstein that's fucking horrifying and it's awesome. Like it's really it's really cool, like just that. Mm -hmm. Japan does so well with with adaptations of things. You want to know I why they do well? Because they they respect it too much. They respect it, but not only that. 
when they want to do something creative, here's the difference. I always say they know how to be creative. Somebody's like, oh, well, we're trying to be creative, but you crap all over everything we do. And I'm just like, no, there's two different things, okay? Here's the difference between when Japan Studio wants to be creative and when we want to be creative. When American studios want to be creative, it's, oh, oh my God, yeah. Can can we have this script, like, can we make sure, like, we include, like, this diversity of, like, can we have, like, a gay character? And, like, can we have, like, like a bunch of black people over here so that it doesn't feel like it's primar you know, primarily white-dominated? Because like, we need to make sure that we're, like, inclusive so that everybody feels represented on the screen. Okay, that's America. This is Japan. All right, so we're writing this thing, and we don't really like the source material and what it says about this. So what we're going to do is we're going to take inspiration from a different part of it, and we're going to change it to do this, and we're going to have it play out just like this. Then somebody else comes in. Oh, do you want diverse cast or no? No, nah, it didn't. It didn't happen that way. Too bad. So sad. Anyways, I and see. I feel like they the the level the okay. So this this comes back to yes. I don't think overworking your entire life like working your entire life day in day out should be the way you live life however because they have a way of life like that with such like high standards of work you know it, it ends up making some of the greatest anime because the studios are completely overworked by uh, all other standards of the world japan has yeah. japan's works like schedule and and work they get like every company basically gets like two days of holiday basically that that isn't and, and and it's usually or sorry two things of holiday one is usually right after christmas they usually get like a week and that's that's their longest holiday they get like five days well in, in the u.s we get like so many days off and they also they also go to work a lot on saturdays too and they go to school sometimes on saturdays as well um not to mention that they also go to school and do work a lot longer than most places do too their schooling is basically a year-round schedule except they get an august off they get one month off rather than getting three months off. I personally think that actually that that school schedule works better for most kids. But I mean, kids get burned out. But at the same time, it, it shows the amount of work ethic that you have to put in in the real world, which it, especially in Japan, it's even higher, too. So it, they need to have that, which is awesome. But, you know, I guess I guess I look at it two ways. There's pros and cons to that you get really good product, but you also get like horrible society very sad society for me i feel like japan does a a, a good well um adapting things not just because of what you said the high standards but also when japan wants to tell a story you know they just tell the story they don't think about all of these other variables that uh, for marketing and all this other crap when they're just telling a story that they literally just sit in a room and go you want to tell a story yeah we tell a story okay and, and, and then japan they tell story. is also very competitive too they compete oh, yeah. in everything which is why animes get crazier and crazierly drawn each year because the studios are competing with each other and for us it's just like oh cool we get to watch all these animes but for them it's literally like we're gonna we're gonna finish this other studio off they're not their anime is not going to do well this year we're going to make the best anime and stuff like that is crazy those animation those animators they fucking they work their fucking asses off like crazy and th there's a reason why uh r writers from japan and in manga artists have an entire section at every barnes and nobles for a reason 
because it's fucking they literally they put so much time and effort into their stuff that it's just such a high quality it's compared to what we have which and and also the people that get fucking like you know get shit on for reading manga or whatever it's like okay if you're reading some fucking lolly hentai manga you know maybe you should get shit on like that's fine but if if you're just reading a good story i don't think somebody should be drawn away because it's animated and and, and that goes for the u.s too there, there's a lot of animated things that people be like that's a kid's show like that you're watching a kid's piece of media like that's not necessarily true if that's the case then family guy in south park would be for kids which is just simply not true um, yeah, I don't think I'd ever watch, let my kids watch South Park. Maybe Family Guy when they're older, but I mean, then again, I I did I did watch those when I was really young too. I watched Family Guy when I was literally like six years old. That was like my go-to show, but that was because my parents didn't understand the internet yet. YouTube was just in its infancy, and people would just upload Family Guy to YouTube because why not? And so I would just watch. I I don't think I ever watched Family Guy like a legit legal way. I mean, yeah, legal way until I was like 13. <laughs> I I literally watched I watched the first like 10 seasons of Family Guy completely pirated on YouTube before YouTube would crack down on that shit. Some of the shit uh, that was on YouTube, dude. Oh my god, I miss old I YouTube. remember the live streams of of South Park, yeah. <laughs> Fucking and and like that shit still kind of happens like on Twitch, people will just literally watch movies but like it's not it's not the same as it used to be like you used to be able to have like the entire catalog of every tv show of the time on fucking youtube somebody would fucking tape record it with a vcr and then upload it it was oh man that was it was it was a good time in in history man early infancy youtube because also the internet wasn't based yet like it was the only people that were on there were the based people so so the internet was just like full blown mud and blood. You either you either died, you either died and got off the internet, or you fucking you powered through it and you just fucking went crazy on there. Those early days, man, they were fucking. Dude, do you remember YouTube Live? No, I don't. YouTube Live was this thing. It got dissolved in twenty eleven for the exchange of the YouTube Live category. There's a channel, like a channel on YouTube called YouTube Live, where each week uh, YouTube would pick somebody and they'd be like, we want a live stream. And and what they would do a lot of the time is the live streams weren't just like um, they, they weren't just like some guy sitting playing fucking Call of Duty World at War in 2009. They would go and have like celebrities fucking do it. I remember fucking Snoop Dogg did one. There was a whole bunch of people like they would get celebrities to go on every week on YouTube live and they and they would just live stream like for like three hours in the middle of their day just chilling like doing shit. And it was fucking crazy. And then they and then they exchanged it. They're like, yeah, you know how good YouTube live is now. Imagine an entire category where everybody has YouTube live and then it died because it was all shit because nobody had good streaming software and the Internet bit rate back then was so bad that the highest quality YouTube video that could be live streamed from a fucking personal computer was like 360p, 240p, usually. A lot of those old live streams, Twitch, Justin TV, t early Twitch, a lot of those live streams are fucking awful. They're painful to watch. Shitty audio quality, shitty video, because people's internet was so, like, low quality Lower. back then. Yeah. Yeah. I remember X-Fire. I think X-Fire had the best streaming picture than all the others. Well, Twitch, so Justin TV came came about as this guy fucking Justin who I think sold it to Twitch if I remember correctly. Um Justin TV, he he got 
a Transylvanian. That's why it's TV, by the way. Transylvania. You got a Transylvanian fucking uh, uh, domain and thought it was really fucking cool because of the TV, you know, because it's live streaming. And he would basically just he would live stream on this website he created. Right. But then yeah. he was like he whenever he'd go offline, he'd be like, you know what? These people are fucking epic. You guys want to live stream? on my website too and people would be like yeah sure so basically he would just start live streaming whatever the fuck he wanted right and then what ended up happening is he started he he started buying server rooms and started letting people just stream whenever they wanted and not just the shit he wanted and then it became so massive that um this small streaming company twitch bought them out for like or bought him out and basically told him that he was gonna get like two percent of the revenue share each year from twitch for the rest of his life which he still does, I believe, if I remember correctly. So he's fucking loaded and he does nothing now. So, but but then Twitch took it over and then Twitch focused on trying to make it gaming. They used to have two different categories. They used to have gaming and non-gaming. And they and then they made a, a website for just chatting. And it was called Twitch, I think it was like Twitch IRL or Twitch Live or some shit. I don't remember what it was. But then what ended up happening is nobody would go to it. So then they just put the just chatting category on Twitch. It is, it's crazy. YouTube's live was also pretty dog shit until like recently, until like two, three years ago. YouTube used to not have functioning chat, used to have no way to monetize other than ad revenue afterwards on the ads. You couldn't play ads, you couldn't get super chats. You basically were just live streaming as if you were making a live video. Which is, to me, I mean, it kind of defeated the purpose, but I mean, now look at YouTube. YouTube has one of the greatest live streaming services. The only problem with YouTube yeah. Live is there's no discoverability on it. No, it, I hear that all the time from people. Unless unless you are subscribed to that person, you don't really get... Like, you know how on Twitch, everybody automatically that you follow automatically gets... You, automatically, you get you get sucked into getting notifications for, for when they go live? YouTube doesn't do that unless you turn on post notifications. And also, YouTube's live streaming thing is really busted, so like... It won't usually recommend live streams um, on your homepage in the Explore tab. You have to go to the live section unless you already are following them, which is amazing how like Hollow Live or any of those VTubing companies even got started on YouTube because there was literally no discoverability whatsoever. So the fact that they grew like one of the biggest audiences of all time just goes to show how fucking marketing genius they were. Like how, how their marketing team must be insane. You know, you know, one of the things there, there's a, there's a theory I know going in a little bit stupid conspiracy and not even like good conspiracies, but there's a theory that, um, there was this Japanese girl in early 2020 when COVID started and she was a VTuber for Hall Alive and she played GTA and said the N word and that like got, and that clip went viral, like everywhere was posted everywhere and it got so many people into Hall Alive. I almost wonder if they if that was like not intentional to be honest. Because like maybe she didn't or maybe she did, but that shit like blew the fuck up. Like crazy big. Like that shit was crazy big for no reason. It was like everywhere. It was on fucking I remember I'd scroll through my fucking Reddit, Instagram, anything and this fucking clip was reposted like a thousand times. Like, oh my god, she said the n-word, bro. No way. Oh my god, it's fucking awful. Who cares? It was that... Do you know what it was? It was that the thing where... Have you ever played GTA 5 story mode? 
Yeah. Yes, I have. I you love know that. You well, know the, love it, but yeah. The Lamar scene, where yeah. where, he, where he's like, maybe if you got some bitches on your dick, better yet, maybe Tanisha will call your dog ass. <laughs> that fucking scene. Mm-hmm. She's playing that yeah. scene, and then, and then he he says the n word, and she just just says it the exact same way he said it, and everybody fucking went wild about it. It was yeah, a it funny was clip. It was the good n word, not the bad n word. <laughs> Oh, man. Learn the difference. G-A is different than E-R, okay? And I will always have the stance that if your ass wants to sit there and listen to music that raps about it all day and everybody can say it and it's promoted in culture and put to the top of a Spotify playlist by Spotify themselves, then everybody else, like they've been able to do through thousands of histories— of taverns and music making have a right to sing every last syllable of your song see my thing is i just don't even sing to most rap songs so i don't care like you know because there's always going to be those those like jay-z or 50 cent snoop dogg notorious big all these other rap songs that just hit your soul and you're sitting there and you're repeating what they say and guess what it comes out and you want to know why it's come out because it's part of the damn song you don't like it don't put it in your song (laughs) see that's why i just don't sing at all that's i suck at singing though i suck at singing though i can't sing it's like me putting out a bunch of songs that say cracker in it, okay? And then when a when a, a fan that might be a black person comes up and they're like, Yeah, I liked it when you said you were crazy cracker. Hey, racism, hello? <laughs> like, no, I put it in my song, okay? If you're gonna if I put it in my song and you come along and you do in my song and you're like, Hey, I love your song named Cracker, I'm not gonna sit there and go bashing you for using a racial slur, okay? There, there's a fucking funny clip. I got this. Listening to music. There's this meme. I can't. I don't know if it's. I don't remember. Oh man, it might not pop up because it was a TikTok. It was a fucking. It was a. It was like a when you're listening to to music with your white friend, and it's at the scene where it's about to say the n word, and and all of a sudden they're about to say it and then like he just immediately turns the 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 dude turns down the music and just stares at his friend and then turns it back up and then he says it again and then he and then he turns it down and they just stare at each other for like two whole seconds and then they turn it back up and continue jamming it's fucking hilarious ah oh, i can't remember <laughs> what it was called though it's fucking hilarious uh all right we got a little off topic but i mean Back to we, topic though. Do, do uh, we ever, Lord of the, are we ever on topic though, realistically? No, I can get us on topic. We can be. We can try. The next thing to come around to, because it shows video games actually trying, despite even its wackiness. Star Wars, okay. <clears throat> um, we never talked about Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, dude, we didn't. We also never talked no. about a, a few other good movies that we'll bring up. But... On top of that, to prove why people always say, oh, Star Wars fans are so toxic. They'll never like anything you put out. Bullshit. Did you forget the game Fallen Order? Yeah, and that, and that came out during the Disney time, um, too. Yeah. So. That and, came out during the Disney time, and it had and, a great story. And, 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 get this, it's also published by EA, too. One of the worst companies and get in video games so i don't want to hear that i don't i don't want to hear that they're the most toxic fan base when it's regarded as literally the best star wars game 
uh, by yeah, all the fans. The best, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and guess what? It was able to tell a story that could only be told through a video game. But if they decided to make that into a movie, I wouldn't have mind. I, I wouldn't have mind. You know, minded that either. It would just need a bigger, you know, budget than I, Boba gonna, Fett. This is this is a hot take for me. I don't think they should ever or should have ever if they if they if they were thinking about doing a TV show or a movie. I don't think they should have ever used the Cal Kestis story. It it I was agree. a good story. But I don't think, like, when everybody was talking about, okay, so spoiler alerts for Mandalorian Season 2, even though it's been out for fucking literally two years, but whatever. Um, spoiler alerts for, for Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, at the end, in Episode 8, when when it gets when it was leaked that there was somebody that was going to be revealed, everybody was like, it's Luke or whatever. But there was a lot of people that thought it was going to be Cal Kestis, because it makes sense at the time, because this is like in that, in that middle gap period, you know? Or, or just, yeah. sorry, it's just after, it's in that gap period right after the Empire, right? I think about four-ish years after the Empire or whatever. I don't remember what the mm -hmm. fuck it is. Anyways, so yeah, so it's just after. Cal Kestis would have been about a Jedi Master, 30 years old, 35, 36. No, probably about almost 40 years old. And everybody was like, yeah, it's going to be Cal. It's going to be Cal, dude. Cal is going to show up and wipe all these fucking droids, and he's going to he's gonna go nuts. But I didn't want that to happen. I don't want Cal in the fucking Disney Star Wars universe. I want him to stay... In, I mean, he's canon. Yes, the game's canon, but I, I think it should stay its own story. And that's the thing that's scaring me, too, is because they have been holding the release date for, for, Fallen, or for Fallen Order 2 slash Jedi Survivors until The Mandalorian Season 3 drops, which is really fucking scary for me because I feel like they're going to try and tie it in somehow to, like, Survivors takes place and then, and, then, um, and then The Mandalorian takes place and he's in The Mandalorian. And if that happens, I'm going to be very, very upset. And, and, and it, it doesn't make any sense that they would be re waiting to release Survivor until Mandalorian. Because they pushed back the game. The game, they wanted to release the game, like, in November or December of this year. Uh, but they, they held it back until March, end of March of 2023. Just because that's I mean, when the Mandalorian Season 3 is dropping. Yeah, it's also double smart. You don't want it to get overshadowed by God of War. That that is true. However, um, their intentions, I think, here's the thing, are with, not that. Yeah, their yeah. intentions aren't that. I think I think Star Wars Survivors is in its own category. That the the, the people that are gonna play it are the fans more so than, and, and the people who played the first game. And I think people would still play it, um, even if God Award came out this uh, at the same time, like the same month, because I mean they're both massive games, right? But they're not competing. They're they, they're both story games. That's the only thing they have in common. They're completely two polar opposite story games. One is set in a really uh, long time ago in a fucking sci-fi world, and the other one is in a fucking semi-weird fucking Earth-style story of olden times. So wait, are you saying you don't want to see Cal recasted as a Latino or something? And no, 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 no. I don't think they would do that. I think they would. Just oh, they use the did it to The Last of Us. Well, well, I, I mean, yeah, but what I'm saying is, the guy who plays Cal in the game is they they photocopied him, like they photo scanned him into the game from real life, like they did with Aloy. They the gorilla did the exact same technology that EA responded, right? They just photocopied all the people in to make them look realistic because it's the easiest way to make realistic looking people is just photocopy real people. So they would definitely just use the regular actor that that plays him 
but um the the thing with um if i remember correctly no bullshit so um the other thing is god of war all right like god of war everybody yelling at me oh you talk about people need to respect source material look at what god of war is doing to the norse mythology look kratos is coming in and killing all these gods and they're butchering some of the backgrounds for norse mythology blah 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 and like if if you replaced kratos and this was a game about a woman doing the exact same thing you guys would hate it because you guys don't like women in your video games okay one i resent that comment two the reason why it's different is because um god of war already has a previous backstory and two the norse mythology being shown in god of war is actually somewhat accurate to the real god of war i mean to the real norse mythology that takes place that is talked about by people sure are there a few changes of course there are but here's the thing you can tell that there is a high quality amount of creativity storytelling and writing that is going into these god of war games to make them feel like you are living in that world it's far different and and honestly sometimes it's so far different you can't even put it in words and if you don't have the intelligence to know that then you're a loser and on top of that the i don't like women in video games is bullshit we just got done talking about how we loved horizon female protagonist i loved assassin's creed odyssey i played as cassandra i thought cassandra stole the show from the male counterpart you could have played as because i loved females in my video game i loved evie from assassin's creed syndicate see, i don't have a problem with video game females and see one thing um that uh there was this director i can't remember what his name was he directed a bunch of movies from the 90s he's a He's a well-known director. He kind of, he kind of, he doesn't like to direct anymore because he despises new, uh, like Hollywood, like Marvel movies stuff like that. He's kind of like Scorsese, except he takes he takes his like way too far. You know, his takes are like way too crazy. Um, but he he was talking about how how she was like. So would you say that, um, video games? Because he was talking about video game stories compared to regular like Hollywood in novels and stuff like that. And she goes. So, so would you say that uh, in, in video games, would would you would you think it would appeal to male audiences more than female? And he goes, no. He goes, however, he goes, I am. I mean, and maybe I'm in the minority because he goes, whenever I play a video game, I pick I pick a female character every single chance I'm I'm given. He goes, but I feel like most video games are are appeal to the same audience that movies and TV shows and novels pertain to. And that's mainly, you know, story nerds, like people who are big nerds about stories and good storytelling. He goes, sure, you're going to have those video games that aren't going to be storytelled, like uh, if, like those shooter games and stuff like that. But a lot of good video games, if you've ever noticed, are story oriented. And I feel like it's just the new form of movie and way of consuming media. And, yeah. and that's the thing that I, I don't I don't like either is uh, I know there was this whole debacle, uh, funny word there. Um, in in U in U.S. politics about how we shouldn't uh, we should ban M-rated games stuff like that which to me doesn't make any sense because if you're gonna ban M-rated games then you should ban R-rated movies but 
they're the same thing. But but people forget the argument that video. Oh my god, video games are rotting the brain. That's the argument they always use. But you gotta remember that that this is a generational thing. There, it's the new form of movies and television. Actually, it's just the new form of television. You see, the the same the the generation before boomers would go to the cinema and watch fucking theatrical movies and laugh their asses off at these fucking silent pictures, whatever, you know, bullshit, and then soon to be, like, Wizard of Oz stuff in the 30s. You know, then war comes around, so whatever. But but then they're the same generation that go, back in my day, we didn't sit in front of a TV screen and rot our brains out. And now that same generation that was told that, that they're rotting their brains out in front of a TV screen are now telling people... I didn't sit in front of a monitor and rot my brains out playing a damn video game when they're the same thing. They are the exact same thing. I hate that argument that that it, it should be for a whole different audience and, and that it doesn't it doesn't appa- it only appeals to either one audience like a male or appeals to female. I feel like video games more so appeal to everybody just like movies do. I think people The greatest forget. generation and boomers literally grew up watching football on TV, cheering at crap. That's about the same equivalence to me watching somebody on Twitch play a game. Exactly. It's the same thing. Like, oh, what? Okay, there is this really awesome. You might know Fluffy, the comedian. I'm not fat. I'm Fluffy. Um, no. He's, he's this comedian. He he has all, he has a few Netflix specials, and they're not shit. Okay, they're funny as hell. He's a really funny comedian. A uh, really big dude. Um, he he he. Uh, his whole shtick is that he's not fat, he's fluffy, he's, he's just a crazy massive guy. But he, he made a joke, his son was playing, or was watching a guy in their living room, and he was on his phone watching a guy play the uh, some fucking game. I don't remember, I think it was Call of Duty or something like that. And, and Fluffy goes to him, he goes, why are you watching him play? You can just play the video game. He goes, I don't get it. And he goes, well dad, these are professionals. And then he goes... Okay, he goes, but still, you could be playing it. He goes, okay, well, what about your football? Why don't you play, huh? And he goes, okay. And he goes, and that's when I just shut the internet off. <laughs> but I was like, I thought it was, it brings up a funny point that, that he, he brings up a good point that it's the same shit, like, while I'm watching a professional play. It's like the same thing as while I'm watching professional football players fucking throw a, a football, you know? It, it, you're, it's the same thing, just a different generation. And that's the same thing with consuming media. Every couple generations, media just gets consumed differently. And I'm sure maybe me, me and you are, are our little like middle generation here of around the millennials to early Zoomers time, you know, are going to be talking about how fucking if or 70 years from now, them fucking people getting stuff streamed to their brain. It's rotting their brains out, you know, because by that point, you know, you're oh, just yeah. going to think about media and it's just going to get fucking zoomed into your brain back in my day i actually had to turn on the tv and monitor back in my day i actually had to walk over to my chair to play my video games (laughs) exactly but honestly if it go if that's how society ends up then we probably have gone too far okay i think i think we're gonna be in nuclear winter before that happens so thank god (laughs) oh man so yeah so like for me though sexist uh, sexism in video games here's 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 a good example of i guess since i'm an assassin's creed fan how about i just go with that i never had a problem with evie and syndicate the brother sister dynamic was amazing and then when odyssey came along i already knew cassandra is the canon character so i played as cassandra and 
to be honest, the voice acting for Cassandra is much better. I think the actress even got an award for that. Though these days, awards don't mean anything. But for Valhalla, here's the thing. I hated the game. I hated Valhalla. I hate Valhalla with a passion. I can't even get through it. I am so oh, bored that and was, exhausted. That was, that was the one. That, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That was the one. Okay, so I watched my friend play Origins, but I wanted to get Valhalla because in, in late 2020, it was like December 2020, my uncle, he had Game Pass, and he um, was playing it on his phone, and, I, and it, it looked pretty good on the phone, but I imagine it, it didn't look like overall like a good story. It just kind of looked like an interesting concept more than anything. It was made by the same people who did Black Flag, so that Ooh. tells you why I hated it. Okay. Even I know that's uh, kind of... Ugh. Gameplay might be a little bit fun. Story-wise... I swear I can't get through it. I'm sorry. I can't. I know, I know there's probably going to be some people out there that are all like, oh, but the Vikings. Yeah, that's the problem. It shouldn't be just about the Vikings. Just like <laughs> Black Flag shouldn't have been just about the pirates. It's called Assassin's Creed, dumbass. <laughs> but, you know, for me, Valhalla, though, back because I was on the topic of sexism, I can't get through Valhalla for a couple of reasons. One, they tried to do what they did with Odyssey in Valhalla when it came to do you want to be male or female? But the problem is, is that they say, oh, the female version of Eivor is the definitive one. Here's why I don't like Valhalla. Call me a bigot. It doesn't matter if you choose the male or female. They force in the story gay relationships force in a viking setting they force gay relationships that's not happening two when you play as the female avor it feels like i'm playing as a chick that thinks she's a man that smoked 25 packs a day and can't learn to talk properly i feel like i'm playing somebody who's brain damaged okay the guy avor seems like he's supposed to be the definitive character for that game do not and 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 when i when i brought this up and i made a big hissy fit on the forums about this because i do go to the ubisoft forums that nobody knows exists and i'm just like why would you even do this my first reply was literally oh they added that option because if they said you were forced to play as a strong female viking people would have erupted and 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 saying that it was woke and it would, it would you would, you know all these sexist misogynistic gamers wouldn't want to play it that is bullshit. That is beyond the biggest bullshit I've ever seen. Maybe people wouldn't want to play this game because the game is trash and you force this crap down our throats. With Cassandra and Odyssey, it was different. You could choose who you wanted to be in love with. You could choose a certain thing. But and no matter what you do in a Valhalla, you're forced into gay situations, whether you want it or not, no matter if you're male or female. And it throws the whole thing off because it's just forced, 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 forced. I'm sorry, that shit doesn't fly with me. And the female sucks in that game. That's why I wouldn't want to play it. Because if you didn't find a different voice actor, I wouldn't want to. Okay, Shield Maiden, weren't necessarily a real thing to the point of where they're making it out to be though they did exist okay so if you're going to make a lore accurate viking game how about you just keep it to the man okay because you could bring out the female crap and probably one of the dlcs you wanted to do because they just released a ragnarok dlc but how about you keep something coherent just say you want it to be a female viking okay fine i can work with that is the story good no your game's trash i don't want to play it and see, one thing is, is it's all dependent, uh, it's become to the point where people are, it's the same thing as movies, where video games want to be, and this is, I know, versus Hollywood, but I think Hollywood and video games do have a lot in common, 
and 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 one of the biggest things that I think they have in common a lot is the trying to be way too over the top woke. Now, yeah, don't get me wrong, Detroit to Become Human was a very trying to be woke game, although um it there they did attempt to make a story out of it, which some parts of the story are really really good. Like I think Connor is still one of the most badass people in all of fucking video game history. He's a fucking crazy good character. But then you have like the Kara side, which Kara, you've played the game, right? You know, you know, you play between yeah. the three, uh, and so Kara, right? The the big strong, uh, the the black uh, robot that they have with Kara, people criticize it because oh my god, this is about Kara's story, or, or that section's about Kara's story, and and this guy's coming in here helping her, and it's like, well, what do you want her to do? Fucking completely do everything herself like if she did everything herself i think the story would be way too out of like out of proportion because the whole point is kara isn't like a good fighter she's more of a pacifist type robot like she really is is not there and that's why they have that character there to protect and help her you know and without him by the way she would have never made it out of anywhere and uh well i guess there's multiple different endings so i guess depending on the ending you got she doesn't make it out of certain situations but the, the point is, is whenever you try to appeal to that, that, that audience, like everybody, you end up just pissing off more people than if you just pissed off one group, because the moment you try to appeal to everybody, now you're just going to get a lot of people that are pissed off that you're not focusing on the story. Well, if you focused on the story, you're just going to have the, the, the niche group that's just pissed off because of certain things. You know, I think to me, you're, you're never going to get everybody to like your, your piece of media. So I would just pick one to piss off, you know? Like you're you're always yeah. gonna have somebody to be pissed off. I think I just piss off the smallest group, but but in video games, like th this is the thing is people always bring out is, uh, it, it, I don't want to say it's a it's a feminist argument, but it, it semi is is about Last of Us Part Two, and how you see this is why all mi m gamers are basically misogynist because nobody liked really Last of Us Part Two, and yet it was such a great game and even won an award and this and this and this. And, but I think they forget to, to, to realize that, A, the story was kind of poopy, and, and B, we do like strong uh, lead female characters. Horizon Forbidden West came out literally a year and a half later and was had a strong female character that everybody liked that played the game because she is well-written as a character. Yes, and, and yet, well and yet, And yet, and yet, this is the best part. Because it's not a woke mainstream game, they don't even know it exists. They don't even know the game exists because it's not a fucking mainstream that's trying to be woke over the top with gay lesbian characters or anything like that. It's completely its own little universe that just focused on making a story and good gameplay. And it ha it just so happens to have a strong female lead. But whenever somebody brings that up, well, that game's not popular. Did that game win an award? I don't know. It's almost as if that game... Well, I mean, I don't know if it's going to win an award, but I doubt it is. There's no way it's going to win Game of the Year because fucking Elden Ring exists. Yeah, it was an amazing game, but it came out in the same year that God of War and fucking Elden Ring came out. There's no way it's winning the award no. for Game of the Year. If it All does... All three of them are literally competing. Yeah, all three of them are competing, but it's not. Elden, Way, Elden Ring was way bigger. God of War is was also way bigger. And yes, they're two of those are PlayStation exclusives. Uh, I think I think even in the PlayStation Based. exclusive, even in the PlayStation exclusives like award stuff, I don't think it's winning. I think I think God of War still wins. But it was an awesome game. It was an amazing game. 
it was it was way over the top but because it's not going to win any awards it didn't try to appeal to to everybody now not now all of a sudden nobody fucking nobody will ever know that that you can use that argument like that's the same fucking yeah. shit it it pisses me off because you just because a, a game is dog shitly written but because it, it tries to be woke and, and appeal to one niche group now all of a sudden you have you have just these people that are just making it out to be like everybody's bad everybody's so fucking against females when it's just bad writing i, I don't I remember that. people bashing the tomb raider trilogy that came exactly out. i don't remember people bashing tomb raider ever I they mean, just said that the last game fell a little short than what they were expecting, but they still enjoyed the hell out of the it. The only Tomb Raider piece of media that I've ever seen anybody complain about is the fucking movie with Angelina Jolie or whatever it was. There I don't was remember a... them complaining about Angelina Jolie. I remember them complaining about the 2016 one with that weird actress that didn't look like Tomb Raider at all. No, I thought there was I thought there was shit about how the OG Tomb Raider movie was a really bad adaptation to the story. Oh yeah, it probably was because people only wanted her, you know, tatas. I guess. Yeah, I I mean, but then again, in the early two thousands, every fucking video game movie was awful. The f- I I would say <laughs> yeah. fucking fucking. Do you remember the Resident Evil movies? Oh my god, it's not from the movie, yeah. but the, the the there's a Resident Evil. I think it's from Resident Evil Six. Gun scene, gunfight scene, and then I'm just gonna put bad. I think, oh my god, yeah, it's this one. There's, there's this fucking. I don't, I don't want to play it on stream, but there's like this gunfight. It's so, fu- it's so bad. It's literally the worst. <laughs> Damn, that has got to be one of the best fight scenes I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> they just, they just put in a bunch of gun shooting anim- at like, like flashes. <laughs> what? They're, they're literally Dude. there's there's a point i don't know where it is but there's a point where they just start running around in circles shooting guns at each other that you missed it it was in like the first 20 seconds oh was it too. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god i gotta show this all right we're gonna show this okay cause... still better than the netflix series by the way <laughs> okay so this is this is what we're talking about here um it's this fucking it's this clip it's really low quality, I apologize, but this game came out so long ago. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what is he? he looks like me trying to aim an ABA to shooting at the ground. Like, how does he miss? Like, okay, somebody's got to get hit by now. Like, what is that? Where are you aiming, bro? <laughs> and, the, and the fucking intense music, too, that plays while this goes on is horrible. That right there is the next John Wick. Yeah, John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, it goes on for so much longer, but I don't want to waste any more time on this fucking bullshit. Oh man, that <laughs> that that fucking. But it there was a lot of shit like that in the in the in the Resident Evil stuff too. And somehow, yes, that was still better than the fucking Resident Evil Netflix show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what was bad though? Is um so Corridor Crew, they're a VFX uh, group. 
they they do a lot of analyzing bad CGI. And there there's a scene that they stole they ripped directly from Resident Evil Five and put it into one of the movies and just reacted it and then added CG to it. It was bad. Like it works in the game because it's all completely three D animated. But when you have to try and CGI those people at the time, it was bad. Like, the CGI just was not comparable to the 3D animation at the time. And it ended up just looking like shit. Like, so bad. <clears throat> but, no, uh, early... I, I would say, okay, when do you think the turning point... Like, now let's blend. It's no longer Hollywood versus video games. It's now Hollywood and video games. When, do you, when would you say that there was that blend, that shift of when we actually started getting good video game uh, adaptations of movies? Because personally, I think I know when it is, actually. Um, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I, I so badly want to get a lot of flack for saying the World of Warcraft movie. Oh, I forgot that came out. <laughs> Dude, I totally forgot that existed. I, I, to I didn't even... I do you know how long it's been? What was that, 2014, 2015? I don't when did know that movie come out? That movie, oh my god. That... I just remember seeing the trailer for that movie in... 2016. Yeah. Ugh. I re... Ugh. Yeah. Rip. It was just called Warcraft. They didn't even... They knew this movie was going to be weirdo. Um, but there, what the fuck is that? Uh, but no, um, actually World of Warcraft, since, cause you, you were, you're obviously somebody that likes World of Warcraft, right? I've never played it. Oh, really? I just watched the movie. Oh, uh, okay. And I was just like, oh, damn. Okay. This looks kind of nice. You want to know I, the I, most I, boomer shit I've ever heard though? What? Okay, so World of Warcraft is kind of mid-early 2000s, right? You know, like, that was when it was, that's when it came out, and that's when I would say a lot of its peak really was, was, like, almost 2010, you know, around that time. Okay, this fucking guy that I met through Smoke, this guy T. Thunder God, who we used to play Paladins with him, he was talking about this tournament that we wanted to do, and we were like, well, how much is it going to be to enter? He goes... Uh, no more than a world of warcraft year subscription and i was like that does not give me any basis for anything why would you even say that like i don't even know how much a world of warcraft subscription is bro he was acting like this is some like f known knowledge but like why use that comparison why not just tell, tell me like it's such a boomer thing to say such like a fucking early 2000s thing like comparing it to a fucking world of warcraft subscription I was like, sorry, I've never played World of Warcraft in my life. You played RuneScape, though, right? Nope. Oh. Smoke I need to play real that. games. <laughs> Smoke and Naps and then were into RuneScape a lot, if I remember correctly. I don't know if Smoke was as much, but I remember Naps was a lot. Naps was a big old RuneScape fan. But no, I back to the turning point. My, I would say the turning point, and this is funny, and you're going to laugh at me, was the Sonic movie, bro. I'm not even kidding. The Sonic movie is a little guilty pleasure of mine. It's a goofy, fun oh, movie. Dude, I love the first Sonic movie. The first Sonic movie is such a fucking... It's so goofy and fun. I love it. Second one, though. <laughs> the second one goes a little chaotic. It goes a little over the top. <laughs> 
like it goes way over the top they needed to tone down that humor and that dumb crap they needed to cut that whole wedding scene out too it felt like it felt like a really weird marvel movie I, I i made smoke watch that with me for the first time and he had a brain aneurysm i did too when it got to that dance scene in the russian like bar <laughs> i, I literally about this that. Is, oh my this god this is literally what i did i literally like in the middle of it happening i went like this i went like this yeah i'm done get up walk out <laughs> oh man oh. i literally got up and went to the bathroom and then would constantly look down like the 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 hall to my computer because i could see my screen perfectly from that i'm like is it over yet no okay i'm gonna go make food dude that fucking oh my god the second one was so fucking weird the first one is so goofy and funny and i love the dr robotnik uh how he's not really like uh or he's not really Dr. Robotnik yet. He's still like a early young version of him and how, how you see a small little transformation. And I think if the second movie never came out, it would have been great, but no dude, it was funny because it was almost dude. It came out in like early 2020, right? So COVID hits and like no other movies come out. So everybody was like, Oh my God, Sonic's going to win movie of the year because it's literally the only movie that came out this year. <laughs> and everybody was freaking the fuck out. And then Tenet came out that same year. So then Tenet won it, I believe if I remember correctly, but <laughs> everybody was fucking scared that, um, <laughs> that it was going to be the only fucking movie that was going to be, that was going to be out. that could win fucking movie picture, the best motion picture award. <laughs> But dude, that new Mario movie, going back to video game movies, that new Mario movie looks fucking good. I mean, Chris Pratt, uh, but it looks, it visually it looks, looks good. Yeah, it visually looks amazing. Um, I think we briefly talked about that last week, but it does. It, it, it looks stunning. Uh, the, the Mushroom Kingdom scene, even the Bowser with the flame scene, I felt that that was like, it's hard to do fire really well in, in completely animated in that style. And they did it phenomenally. <clears throat> oh i agree yeah so for me the last thing to talk about since we got into star wars was obi-wan kenobi yes obi-wan now Genobi. now i'm gonna give my full extremely hot take on this are you ready sure it, it will shock you okay okay all right go for it I was loving the first episode, okay? I, I also was, though. I agree Having with an Obi-Wan Kenobi that's PTSD, suffering from facing somebody he considered his own brother, who he loved, who he, by the way, decided to help make sure to watch over his own kids, okay? Shows a lot of connection there. I was loving episode one. Do you want to know where episode one fell off for me? And where all the episodes fall off for me. Is it when um, uh, Mr. Fucking Senator comes to Tatooine? No. Okay. Never mind then. The whole thing that Spoiler alert, by the way. Spoiler alerts, by the way. The whole thing, the, 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 the whole show was completely ruined for me because of Little Leia. Oh, I thought Little Leia was kind of, was one of the better no. parts. 
No, I, little Leia to me was the most annoying piece of shit child actress I've ever seen in my life. And it ruined the whole thing. It made the whole movie feel like I was watching this serious arc of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then when the guys chase her through the fucking forest in the goddamn first episode, it looked like I was watching a script that from was Disneyland. Bad. Dude, that was literally so bad. That was the worst chasing I've ever seen. I get she's a young kid, so you got to give her a little bit of slack. But there was no excuse for it to be that bad, I've bro. seen kids in horror movies her age do a better Dude, job literally that was such a bad chase scene oh my god and not to mention okay my robot head amazing channel i always want to just link his fucking videos in these fucking podcasts because I, I fucking go back to him so much whenever we talk about star wars he's a massive star wars fan and he's a massive prequel and uh o ot original trilogy fan he doesn't like the new star wars um but he he, he did like the mandalorian but he has he, he really just uh, talks about all the problems he has with the new Star Wars. And he he did an analysis of every single episode of, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, they were all like 20 minutes long, uh, little, little docu, what he thought, like review. And his biggest thing, and I love, I loved it. I agreed with it, is I didn't really like how they, how they set up the the obi-wan thing because here's the thing leia's gone right okay so so even even if they don't have the greatest like connections with the empire right okay think about this leia's gone right and so what's her fucking name the stupid main fucking bad chick who ends up not being bad spoiler alert by the way god i can't even think of her name now um i want to say herza why is it no it's not herza what is it what's her name fucking the the third sister or, or, your mom oh my god buddy no fucking oh my god okay i'm looking up the cast because i'm, I, I'm actually reva reva there you go there you go so yeah i couldn't even remember his dog shit her dog shit name because she's such a bad fucking villain um her, she she is a bitch the entire show she she doesn't act like a sith she doesn't act like a, an inquisitor she doesn't act like she has any type of power or like she's anybody she literally gets out there and goes tell me where the jedi is it just screams and screams and bitches the entire fucking show until the end where all of a sudden it turns out oh yeah i'm just trying to i'm gonna i'm gonna backstab vader which doesn't work because who fucking's gonna backstab vader I actually liked that by the way that that fight scene was pretty fire. The way he like hands her the lightsaber and shit. But no, 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 no. So so, anyways, so his biggest thing was, it, the the plot is 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 completely dull. See, if if she wanted to capture Leia in hopes to bring Obi Wan out, which she basically does, which is stupid, it it would have been better off for Obi Wan to not interfere at all. Because get this, it, the moment Obi Wan is with Leia, now she now she's being basically harbored by one of the biggest fugitives to the empire and this guy uh, the organas are big senators and big in the politics it would have made more sense for them to literally go to the empire and say my daughter is missing and then it would have forced her to basically it would have forced reva to just be like whatever let her go because they literally she literally would have been safer in the hands of stormtroopers than she would have been in the hands of obi-wan Sure, you know, uh, yeah, he's he's Obi Wan's the good guy, you know, because the Jedi they're good people. But literally in this situation, being with the stormtroopers or even being with the Inquisitors would have been safer overall than being with um with Obi Wan. 
because he's talking Bail Organa ta- Organa talks about how he wants to keep his daughter safe. The most unsafe thing you could have done was put her into the hands of Obi Wan Kenobi because he is a mm-hmm. wanted known fugitive to the Empire, like the biggest known fugitive at the time, other than fucking Yoda. But Yoda doesn't do shit until fucking Luke comes around. But here's go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, here, 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 here's me, here's me. Okay, here's me. I there's three things wrong with the show, and I'm going to elaborate on uh, what you just said, too, because you brought up Reva. The three things wrong with the show. One, lack of a good soundtrack, lack of any soundtrack. Two, really bad choreography when it comes to fight scenes. Beautiful CGI, though. Yeah, beautiful CGI. And three, terrible, terrible little Leia. Now, Reva, though. I thought that they butchered the idea of Reva. Yes, funny yes. enough, because there is a book with Reva in it, though I don't know if that's her name, where there is a book about an Inquisitor woman who survived the um, Order 66 and Anakin at a temple, and she, you know, made her way they into butchered the her. Inquis- No, because, because they butchered her, because that's literally the same exact story as the second sister. That the, the main yeah. bad villain from Jedi Fallen Order has the exact same story as Reva. And the funniest part is they wanted to give this is the whole uh, talking about being woke and fucking bending down to the actor's will. They wanted all the Inquisitors have either really weird head headpieces or have masks on. OK, either way, they always usually have something on their head or have something around their head. Right. Reva doesn't have anything. She she doesn't. I don't know if she has a mask, but she never uses it in the show. It would have no. been it would have made more sense to have a mask that is similar to the second sister in fallen order like a mask like that and have her do that because then it would have brought a lot more fear to the character because masked characters mm-hmm. especially in the star wars universe get associated with darth vader who's the biggest baddest evil in the entire universe the biggest thing would have been to completely just mask her and then have her take off her mask like fucking Kylo or whatever bullshit. It would have been way better than her walking around with no mask at all and looking so out of place other than wearing black. Yeah. She, she looks completely out of place, especially especially with the with the what? The fourth brother or whatever and the other mm-hmm. the other inquisitors. It yeah, that that shit Dude. pissed me off. Dude, like for me though, like it was a butcher character, and there were only a few moments where like you got glimpses of how great that character could have been in the show. But for me, I think the biggest highlight was when Reva faces Darth Vader. Vader. She's all oh, like, dude, yeah, because she scene. she finally let Obi Wan Kenobi like she didn't completely um, turn to the I light. Say it? She, she but, didn't turn to the light. I hated I, the moment I saw her in the trailer, and I knew that the person playing Reva was black. I knew that they weren't going to have her be evil the whole show, and I knew they were going to make it about her. So, but anyways, when it came to that scene though, and she's all like, "Yeah, I'm finally gonna get him," woo, and it failed. And Darth Vader's just like, "You don't really think I didn't know?" And like he literally faces her with no weapon until like the very oh, end. That so whole good. thing is because here's the reason uh, why. Here's the reason why I like this. Scene, okay? Because I was it makes Vader of... out to look actually like how Vader fucking was. Like yes, yes. Because the whole co- the whole problem with the show that people were having was, oh, they're making Vader look stupid. There's no way Vader would believe Reva. Oh, there's no way Vader can't tell what Reva's up to. And then when that episode, that scene comes out, and they're literally showing him be Vader, what do they do? They still bitch. Oh, oh my god! I love he that scene though. Down with the oh. fourth. Oh my god! I'm fucking. Oh, 
god, dude. No, like, the, it the... fixed all your problems with the show, and yet you're still bitching. Oh, and people... And no, these are the same... The the. Oh my god, he's holding that ship back? Vader's connection to the Force is not that strong after his arm got cut off. I think people forget to fucking realize that there are people during this time that are way stronger than Vader, okay? But but that do, do similar things, okay? This ship is not big yeah. at all. It would be easy to fucking hold back. Even a fucking, yeah. even a weak force sensitive. And by the way, when people say Vader's weak in the force, it doesn't, Vader's weakness is about the equivalent of a Jedi Grandmaster still. Because Anakin yeah. has such a high metachlorian count that that he literally was on the leagues of Yoda. He, he And once he's severed from the force, he's on the leagues of like, basically Mace Windu or fucking Obi-Wan, okay? So he's still fucking powerful. And he's holding down this ship, right? This small ship. But then people, these are the same people that go, oh, that, that, that wouldn't work. People can't do that. These are the same motherfuckers that played the fucking Star Wars games, the fucking, uh, the ones with Starkiller, where he holds down an entire fucking Star Destroyer and breaks it in half with just the Force. I don't want to hear it. And the, praised it. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, sure. Starkiller was literally just basically meant to be the fucking, like, what Anakin couldn't be. But... I, I don't want to hear that. The, the ship was not big at all. Maybe if it was a fucking de Star Destroyer or something, you know, maybe, like, something massive, like, the, like, uh, like, fucking Palpatine ship, sure. I, you could, you could argue, and, or, Darth Vader probably wouldn't be able to do that, because his, he, he is a little bit weaker than Anakin. However, he definitely could have done that. Easily. I also thought that was the only good episode in the entire thing in the entire six episodes and not to mention the show is only six episodes okay yeah here's the here's the worst problem i have and and even my even my teacher who who's a who who like really likes these shows even ad, agreed with me with is ondor is gonna get 12 episodes that are all almost an hour long this unknown basically random character but obi-wan one of the biggest people in this franchise okay one of the greatest heroes uh, in the in the entire star wars series is only gonna get six episodes that is so disrespectful i mean they already butchered the character but if you're gonna do it at least show him some respect you're gonna give a un basically a, a unknown character that has an hour and a half of screen time 12 hour long episodes bullshit that that's so that's so sad that is just so it's so disrespectful no. to to not just obi-wan but george lucas's creation yeah Completely. i agree with that but no the the cgi i love i love the new vader look well not new vader look i love the vader look with the with the modern uh updated time like cgi and stuff like that I I really there's a video um I I would I show it I also like the I also like the end fight scene with Obi-Wan and Vader. Oh, that was pretty good because it shows it shows Obi-Wan stop it, it shows the okay so everybody goes Obi-Wan's such a bitch, bro. He would never do this. Ben Kenobi was how did he go from Ben Kenobi to to or how do you go from this to Ben Kenobi? And the show kind of actually showed that. It kind of showed how he kind of he he brought himself back to be Ben Kenobi to ha to to have his lightsaber again, to to have all these things and and be powerful again. And he fucking whoops Vader's ass. Although he did the same mistake he did in Episode Three, he should have just fucking stabbed him, killed him, finished him off completely. But instead, he doesn't have the strength to do it. For me, what sold everything in terms of, I mean, you can't make up for the crappy episodes, but to me, what I liked about that fight scene was 
the dialogue that Vader gives Obi Wan when his mask is um, destroyed, you know, on his face, and you see parts of Anakin, you know, oh, this entire time Obi Wan Kenobi has been carrying around the guilt that he failed his apprentice and that he failed Anakin and that he, you know, you know, he allowed this to happen and, and stuff. And, you know, he based and and Anakin or Obi-Wan. And there is a small detail. I don't know if you noticed it in the scene where when Anakin saying you didn't. You, know, you, you didn't kill Anakin. You didn't kill him, Obi-Wan. I did. You know, you didn't kill Anakin. I did. Um, do you remember that that line yeah, from yeah. when his mask? Okay, when you watch that scene over again, you can watch his eyes go from normal to that blood Sith red yellow ring. Did you notice that? I did. Yeah. It was a beautiful scene, and honestly, it was emotional. I was actually starting. I was like, it was this. This was like what I wanted to see from the Obi Wan Kenobi series. But for me, I actually didn't mind how he was in the first few episodes, acting all PTSD and pussy like, because you know he had to get over killing his his apprentice and his well somebody who was probably even a little bit better than him as a grandmaster, and. Like, it, it's not easy to kill your own brother. It's not easy to put down somebody you called your best friend. Obi-Wan Kenobi knows he broke the one rule of being a Jedi and got attached. And to me, I feel like that does fit in with how he is in A New Hope when you see him in the original trilogy. Because Obi-Wan Kenobi wasn't even then completely intervening in bad things going on in Tatooine because he needed to keep Luke safe by not drawing tension, attention to himself while on that planet watching over him. So to me, it was like everything with the first episode, at least the first half before Leia shows up, was to me 100% in sync with the way we see obi-wan kenobi in a new hope and some of the things that happened throughout the show with obi-wan kenobi it's when they added leia the terrible chase scenes with leia twice and the bullcrap in between everything with reva that it brought the whole show down it literally should have just been like a Vader. quick yeah. Honestly, been. this honestly, you say that it needed to be, you know, 12 episodes or so like Andor, but for me, I felt like this whole thing could have just been done in one two uh, two and a half hour movie. Because it, isn't I, it really could have been a better movie. Me. I do agree with that. I think it could have been a better movie. I I do I 100% agree with that. I think it would have worked a lot better. A very good dedicated movie yeah. that just showed the progression of Obi-Wan on Tatooine. This could have been done and they could have not rewrote the canon. And they could have still had Vader and Obi-Wan fight. And I still think, even though, yes, you know, in, in episode four, he says he hasn't fought in a long time. And basically, he is really implying that their last fight was on Mustafar. But I still think if the movie was really good and everything was great to the point where it was like super, super good, I think people could have got around that fact. And I think it would have yeah. been okay. Because he doesn't, he doesn't say when I uh, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master. Okay, and that does imply that you know he left as Anakin and came back as Vader. But it could have also been you know, Va at yeah, the I mean, end of the movie. He obviously didn't learn. I mean, yeah, but he lost the same. He lost to Obi Wan the same way uh, he always did in practice to Obi Wan, and even on Mustafar, he didn't understand to stop aggressively going in for kills and, and learning to take a step back to literally focus on what he's doing. It, it could have been a really good movie. And 
they they could have gotten a really good director who I mean don't get me wrong the chick who directed it she I she she worked on the Mandalorian she has good experience and she can do good and I mean she probably did decently okay with she did decently okay with a lot of the fight scenes but also her recasting Hayden they didn't want to recast Hayden but she said that they should because Hayden is a he's he's a really big fan of Vader and and that's that's what I was going to go into is Hayden is a really big fan of Vader and a really big fan of Anakin and since he's played it he not only has experience you know but also he Hayden is such a big fan that if you notice he he fights like how Vader fights um similar he doesn't fight like how Anakin fights in in the first three episodes he fights more like how Va- he he's kind of in this transition to fighting more of a of a of a mm-hmm. Vader style one-handed very aggressive one-handed strikes rather than his form 5 he uses more of a form 7 this really aggressive uh Mace Windu style and um Hayden really practiced and learned that that Vader style and I got to give him props for that he did really well as as the with the choreography of Vader is a really good choreography I agree I agree it was uh, awesome choreography I mm-hmm. with, with 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 most of the Vader stuff there is a few dumb Vader scenes but most of the part, whenever Vader is on screen fighting with his lightsaber out, it's pretty good. Especially the fucking Reva fight. God, that fight was good. With the that, fucking... that was satisfying. When he finally stabbed her in the stomach, and sh- I was yeah. like, oh my god, I've he been waiting the whole the show for that. Head. He could have stabbed her in the head and it would have been, it would have, the plot could have turned out just the same. They didn't need that whole fucking debacle in the final episode of the bullshit with the, um, no, with Luke. That was so dumb. But we can't kill our powerful black female Sith Jedi Force user. All I'm saying is if 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 George Lucas was behind this shit, man, oh, they could have went to George Lucas for help too. George Luke, I mean yeah. George George Lucas probably. I I think people forget that it's not like Tolkien, where Tolkien's been dead for so long. George Lucas sits in his house and probably fucking smokes fucking weed all day, doing uh, waiting for somebody to fucking call him up and be like, "Yo, you want to work on this?" That's kind of what they did with the Mandalorian. He was a he helped with the Mandalorian, if I remember correctly, a decent amount of the of the stuff. But <clears throat> yeah, they I I think I think Disney forgets that that George Lucas literally still exists, and it is a lot of it is a lot of his creation. He probably would have a good idea of his own creation. See, and 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 with and with Tolkien, it's a different story because Tolkien's dead. You know, I mean. Sure, you can try and fucking resurrect him or some shit using some fucking Frankenstein method. Could have gone to Christopher method. Tolkien. You could have gone to Christopher Tolkien too, but Christopher is dead now too, so it's one thing, okay? But George Lucas is what seventy six, seventy seven? Oh, dude, I don't know. George Lucas is seventy eight. Damn. He's also worth more money than Donald Trump. Damn, can he help build a wall? <laughs> Facts, dude. Dip it in gold. Keep out the Gungans. <laughs> dude, okay. the Darth Jar Jar though. Oh man, we need we need him. Look, look. All I'm gonna say is I I've I have bought in Disney and I've bought in Lucasfilm and I am now working on a Darth Jar Jar uh, Disney Plus series, directing it and writing it. Look, like. <sighs> There are some stories that can't be told on screen, and I feel like some people, no matter how much they want to make a movie about something, should know that if they 
get the studios that make God of War and, you know, even the Spider-Man and everything, that you can turn that beautiful narrative you have into a video game. Exactly, I mean, and it could be – Fallen Order is the perfect example of that. Since we're sticking on Star Wars. The Last of Us, you know, that's the, gonna... the first one was a was a great movie type of game, and so was God of War. God of War, if you play it through once, okay, get all the gear, get all buffed up, and do New Game Plus, and turn off the UI, there is there is no loading screens because they're hidden behind the elevators, and you actually can. Um, they're very sorry. They're very uniquely hidden, and everything is one continuous movie shot. And and see most most times I like New Game Plus. I love New Game Plus on Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't like New Game Plus on Forbidden West though. Actually, the problem is is the power scaling on Forbidden West is just so different than Zero Dawn. In Zero Dawn, if if you get all the DLC stuff in the in the in the uh, Frozen Wilds, yeah, you're pretty fucking OP. But you still go through and you just mow people down, you know, and you, you still you still there's a little bit of struggle, you know, here and there in New Game Plus. In Forbidden West, when you get the top fucking gear after you finish the game, oh my god, you roll through the beginning of the game. Like literally there there is you're you're one tapping like massive fucking people. Like massive fucking uh robots. And in like the snake part, if you if you have the if there's a snake scene in the beginning where the snake is yeah, the snake gets a lot stronger at the end of the game uh when he's out in the wild but in this like little area it's like a rundown dead version of the snake you can basically two tap him with some of the fucking with some of the good bows in that game it's in it, 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 and he's meant to be like a boss so um also if you get this stuff because there's a lot of powerful stuff you get after the game too after you finish the final fight if you redo the final fight with some of the more powerful gear dude you roll that shit so easy and, I mean, that's sort of what New Game Plus is supposed to be, but, eh, no. Not for me. Yeah. The first game, I, I loved it, because the power scaling is, is, is very similar through, throughout the entire game. However, uh, there is, so, so there, on, on the topic of Forbidden West, um, there's DLC coming out. I don't know when. Gorilla said they're, they're, they, they've been working on it. Uh, they don't have a release date yet. But it's going to be very long. Like, it's going to be basically another game, but they want to use the same map and same stuff. Because, see, see now we're at the point where, um, where, where it's either you wait a really long time until PCs get power, PC and consoles and everything get powerful enough to stitch the two maps together and then make a third game, or you just take the second game and then just, um, and just use that map. And I think I think I'd rather just take the second game. The second game's map is beautiful. The first game it has a lot of beautiful sections to it, you know, like um, the the mountains and and then you get down to the some of the more cool like little deserty areas. But but uh, a lot of the the Forbidden West focuses as farther you go west, the more vegetation there is. Like you you get this like there there's this little like deserty part, and then you get to this beautiful vegetation island. Or not island. You get to this beautiful vegetated like California part where it's all tropical and beautiful. It's really, it it's really beautiful. I think I I think I like that map more than the first one. Cause the first one uh takes place in like a Denver in in like the Denver area, so in the Rockies. So where they're based um 
they're 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 based like just very south of like where Denver, Colorado is. Uh the uh the Nora are. Well, you want to end it, or you got anything else you want to talk about? Sorry for rambling. No, no, that's good, because I was thinking about how badly that Forbidden West needs to come on PC so I could play it. I think what they might do is, since it sounded like they're just probably, like, middle development of the DLC, they might wait until the DLC comes out and drop it with the DLC. Oh, that would be nice. I would love, I'd buy it day one. That That way, they can probably justify having a $70 price tag on it still. Also, we forgot, okay, we got two things we still got to talk about. Of one thing that okay. you don't know about, and then the one thing you do know about. One thing, can we talk about how games are seventy dollars now instead of sixty? This is the first time in history that games are all around the board becoming more, more expensive. Even throughout all of inflation, video games technically have gotten cheaper over time. Video games used to be sixty dollars when Super Mario Bros. was released in nineteen eighty three. Sixty dollars. Let Let me do a little inflation calculator for you, but that ain't fucking cheap in the nineteen eighties. I believe. I believe Golden Axe was $78. U.S. Inflation Calculator. I play a Golden Axe. Yeah, that used to be 78 bucks. See, okay, so you, you got this, right? So 1983, and then it was $60. Okay, you're going to calculate that? It would be about, hey, dude, you're, you're looking at $178 of video game back then, okay? And then, yeah. nowadays, you go to... Well, of course, 2022, $60 is $60, but um, games have gotten cheaper, okay? But now, for the first time in all of history, Xbox, Sony, and uh, X Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo are now going to start making all their new release games $70 flat. $69.99 instead of $59.99. I personally think that's dumb to me. I do, I, I do too. I get inflation exists. And they want to make the same amount of money they were making back then, but game sales at sixty dollars are just as good as at seventy. And, and plus, you're probably going to get a little more people buying them since they're not having to spend seventy dollars. If, it, if it's a game like God of War, where you can tell there's a lot of detail, story, and everything yeah. in it, then I can I can understand seventy dollars. When it's a game like Call of Duty, exactly. Battlefront Two, and all these other ones, like even Valhalla, where there's microtransactions in the store, there's nothing to justify that price. Why? Egg. It was proven. It was proven by a YouTuber who can prove to you, he was talking about EA when he made the video, but it works across all, that when EA's um, budgeting, quarterly budget came out, where you can see how much they spent in every little thing and every little detail, that showed that they minimalized the work in their video game and maximized the work in making loot boxes. So their budget and why they need a $60 game or $70 game pass is bullshit because they did not put that amount of hours or effort into the game. They put that amount of effort into making cool loot boxes <laughs> and see the thing is is here's what people forget is well we put a lot of work into our game it deserves to be 70 dollars. if you put that much work in like in forbidden west like gorilla did or like they did in god of war here's what most of the people will do that are diehards that will, will that will encourage your work and want you to keep going exactly what i did with forbidden west i bought the 120 dollars edition that 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 gave you a few extra things in game and gave you cool fucking artwork and audio in the PlayStation on the PlayStation five. And I spent a hundred dollars basically. 
okay? The diehard fans who, who, who are going to appreciate your work and, and show how much they love your work are going to buy a more expensive version of the game. So just keep it at $60 exactly. and then put out the, the special release editions that make that that are more expensive and the diehard fans who are going to show how much they appreciate your work are going to buy the good version of the game like the, the the bigger version of the game exactly just like now no man's sky mm -hmm. has so much to it because i've been playing it recently by the way since it's been like six years since it's disaster I know, it was disastrous at the beginning and now it's actually a great game now it's actually fun now it's actually cool now I there's heard, a lot saw, of stuff. now it's 60 bucks I heard uh, it was. It, I was just reading on Kotaku earlier. Um, they changed the UI of the game recently, or something like that. Like the I and it's like unrecognizable. Yeah, la last week they changed the UI again. Is it bad, bad, or is it just? No, I actually liked the hell out of it. I was getting tired of the UI. I was experienced. It was funny because I started playing it like two weeks ago, and I was all like, "Oh my god, the UI is shit!" And then I got we. I actually started playing it, uh, like four days before they did a brand new major 4.0 update, and then they changed the UI. And when I when I got back onto the game, and I was like, "Oh, UI changes," I was like, "Yes, finally, this is what I want." It's not convoluted and and complicated it took you six years to put this in like, i was like i haven't been playing this game for six years but but the bullshit i had to put up with uh before that update it felt like i did isn't also fallout 76 semi good now or is that still shit that will always be shit <laughs> i remember there was a fucking i watched the thing uh so they 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 had a dev room for some reason in fallout 76 i don't know why you put the dev room in the game but uh, they, they had a dev room as if it was like a single player fucking game, right? Okay? And this dev room had all the craziest shit in it, okay? So, there, there's a thing in Fallout 76 where you can, uh, correct me if I'm wrong if you played it, where you can trade with people like a bunch of your items and send it to other accounts. Yes. So people were sneaking into this dev room and the devs found out about it so they started banning everybody who would, who would enter this dev room, right? So the people would just enter the dev room anyways, quickly send all the shit to an account, get their account banned, and then keep sending it throughout multiple different accounts until it couldn't be traced anymore. Like until they lost the track of the trace. And then all these people were just walking around selling back these fucking items for bottle caps or whatever it is for ridiculous amounts of fucking money with little to no effort. And they were like destroying mm -hmm. the entire economy of the game. Because here's what they did. They, did. they didn't even have to trade it through multiple accounts. If you got on a Smurf account, got into the dev room, stole a bunch of crap, and gave it to your own main account, they wouldn't even go after your main account. they just go after the one that entered the room. So you got off scot-free. Oh, dude. And yeah, and, and it then, was inflating the fucking economy. of the. They banned a guy that had over 900 hours in the game. Oh, dude. Because they thought he was cheating when he had literally nine hours of proof showing that he never cheated once. Damn, that's... Yeah, that's sad. Their uh, only loyal customer they banned. <laughs> the only person who put more than five hours into fucking, into fucking Fallout 76. Oh, man. Fallout 76 was a disaster. I think they just need to make a Fallout 5 and be done with it. 16 times the failure. See, I think the problem was... is. <laughs> is people realize that Fallout Online would never work. It'd be like if... E ESO, are you a fan? You're a fan, decent fan of Elder Scrolls, right? I, I love I love Elder Scrolls Online. My uncle is... Okay, hold on. I can, I can show you this. He is addicted to fucking ESO. Badly, bro. It is so bad. Um, but no, 
at first I, I figured it was gonna be probably like the same thing as fucking like Fallout seventy six where when I when I heard about it I was like oh this is just probably a dog shit game but it, apparently it, it it's not bad supposedly um I'm trying to find his account I can't find it come on he's on here somewhere oh there he is oh my god like okay Raven I got I gotta pull this up for you we'll go to game capture I'm gonna pull this up for everybody. Okay. Who who is gonna watch this? So I have like, the game. I, I I get why Elder Scrolls Online pissed off Elder Scrolls fans. I played Oblivion. I know, it it doesn't feel like Elder Scrolls. It feels more like an MMO reskin to be Elder Scrolls because you can't do some of the stuff in it that you can do in Elder Scrolls. But okay, you at can the see time right when Lord of the Rings failed, yeah. Okay. At the time when Lord of the Rings failed, Lord of the Rings Online failed oh. because they did a Helm's Deep expansion that literally butchered their entire uh, a dungeon and raiding base that were hardcore fans and, of course, butchered the PvP. And at a time when there were no other MMOs because World of Warcraft put out a dog shit MMO, Elder Scrolls Online came in as a great fresh of breath air. Okay, can you see this? Yes, 75%. Yeah, so, no, 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 so, no, not the game completion, look at the hours played under it, 3,878 hours on, on Skyrim, okay? oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's not bad, that's about how much smoke has on Paladins, okay, I have 372, um, three hour, 300 on Minecraft, Conan Exiles, 2,764 in Conan, ugh, I have okay. that game, okay, so, here, Elder Scrolls Online, 7,000 hours and 42. It's not bad. <laughs> Guess how many hours I have in Black Desert Online? Uh, two hours. <laughs> 22,000. What? No shot. Totally. I can even show you the screenshot of the achievement I got for reaching 20K. They have an achievement for that? Yeah. I got a seven that, days. Seven thousand seven thousand hours is the equivalent to two hundred and ninety-one days. So twenty-two thousand. That's nine hundred and sixteen days of game. Yep. Played. Yep. That's yeah. that is bad, Raven. That is bad. No, I mean it even says it on my character profile for my main character. It's that, like four hundred and thirty-nine days. Bad, bro. That is fucking bad. Oh my god. No, but, I'm still not even max geared. <laughs> okay, but anyways, anyways, um, yeah. So I think we're gonna end it. Oh, we forgot about the greatest movie of all time. Uh, so we forgot to rank our the greatest movie of all time. Uh, last yes, week. Yes, yes. That list forgot a movie. The th number that one that was... on that list forgot the greatest movie of all time. Came out right before the Batman. Um, the Batman copied. Batman actually copies everything from this. Um, it's mm -hmm. Morbius. Oh yeah, Morbius, the number one movie of all time. It made five more billion dollars. So uh, we just we wanted to we wanted to give it a little appreciation of how good of a movie it was and that it was. It was an amazing movie. Yeah, the so, way he morbed out yeah. just hit my soul. It's morbid time, and then yes. oh man, and then Doctor Strange and the Morbius of Madness. Oh, that was a good movie as well. No, oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Meet the Doctor, Michael Morbius. Okay, so with that, um, I think we're gonna we're gonna end it. Um, thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you made it this far, as always, uh, we'll be back next week. But next week we have a special 
uh, special uh, video uh, podcast episode. Um, we're bringing on our first guest um, to not be named yet, but it will be a very interesting episode, I would imagine. Uh, it's going to be kind of similar, except we're going to be focusing more on video games rather than Hollywood and new releases, things we're excited for. Uh, but we got a little special guest coming. So uh, without further ado, yeah, uh, we got a special nerd coming. So <clears throat> uh, anything else you want to say? Nothing else? You got um, nothing else? No, I, I just, I have five pounds of taco meat I'm going to eat. Okay, well, you go enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my day, and thank you guys for watching. Peace out.